Well, hello there, friends. The flagship series of Modern Wisdom is back. It is Life Hacks, episode 107. Strap yourself in. This one is a, a real motherfucker. Can I say that? Yeah, I'm going to say that. It is. It really is. We are doing nearly two hours, the longest Life Hacks episode that we have ever done. Also, I have finally managed to get Modern Wisdom accepted onto the Amazon Associates Influencer Program. What this means is that we now have our own shop front on Amazon where we can list all of the products that we've talked about in this Life Hacks episode and in all of the ones in the past and in the future. So if you want to go on and you want to grab yourself something from a previous episode or you just want to browse and maybe re-familiarize yourself with what it was that we've talked about, everything will be listed on that one link. I'm populating it as I go. So everything from this episode is on now and previous episodes will get added over the next few weeks. But if you do shop through there, it will help to support this channel as well. A small amount of the proceeds go to us at no extra cost to yourself. As always, link will be in the show notes below along with any referral codes or discount codes that we have found for everything that we talk about in this episode. On top of that, this episode is brought to you by The Protein Works. You'll find out all about that as soon as the episode starts, but we're giving away £150 of free products that me, Johnny and Yusuf will choose you from The Protein Works itself. All that you have to do is listen. See, that's the problem with using Pomodoros, that that alarm goes off sometimes when I'm working. But also for that, stay tuned. Find out what a Pomodoro is. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. Let's go. Lifehacks 107. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Life Hacks 107 with Jonathan Watson and Yusuf from propinfitness.com. You never say boys and girls. You always just say ladies, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. It's 18 boys plus only. Must be 18 plus Fair to enough. follow. Fair enough. Fair this fine. is an adult program for adult people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Life Hacks, it's been ages since we've done a Life Hacks. It has. Welcome back. It's been like, this is the first one of 2019 as well. I spoke to someone today on the phone who was who said they loved life hacks, and I told him we're recording the next one today, and he was Exciting. like, "I cannot wait." It's consistently the best performing in terms of. I, th- I think it's just so actionable. Anyway, um, first things first. Today's episode is brought to you by the Protein Works. If you have a life hack that you want us to try, pop it in the comments below on YouTube. If you are just listening, 
head to the YouTube channel, search Modern Wisdom Podcast Life Hacks 107 and put your favorite life hack in the comments below. The best life hack we will trial before the next life hacks and do a review on it. And we're going to pick £150 worth of ProteinWorks products that we'll send to you for free. Thank you very much to the ProteinWorks for sponsoring this episode. And I really hope that the best one that gets chosen isn't something weird that we have to do. But it might be. I think they should be allowed to say specifically something they want Yusuf to do. Okay. If you would like... (laughs) Okay, we can can have that as a a little stipulation as well. It can either be an all, to all, or to Yusuf. Fine. Yeah. But... (laughs) Pop your life hacks in the comments below. Online bullying here. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone picks anything terrible and we do it and it wins, you're getting 150 pounds worth of unflavored hydrolyzed whey. Because <laughs> 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 the only criteria is we pick the supplements. And yeah, that's it. So be careful yeah. what you're picking. Pick something good for us. But yes, pop your favorite life hack in the comments below. Like I say, if you're listening, there is a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes. Head there, give us a comment, and. Yeah, we'll we'll pick someone. I should say, by the way, hydrolyzed whey, although it's it's a very rapidly absorbed protein, hydrolysis is digestion, and so it tastes of vomit. And when I say, oh, it's not like, oh, me, it tastes of vomit, it's horrible. It actually tastes of vomit. It is what vomit tastes like. Yeah. It's yeah. the same flavour. Fine. Right, who is going to go first? Do you want me to hot potato you, Johnny? Or? <laughs> well, you always do. Yeah. Johnny, go on. We did a podcast the other day with a guy who I didn't really know much about, who had a lot of qualifications... <laughs> And Loads of just, letters. We just opened with Johnny. Do you want to do the introduction? Oh, like, fuck it up! Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he got he got the guy on the podcast. So, uh, my first life hack is get a dog. Nice. So, I mean, the thing is, to to me and, and my social circle, it's like a not many people I know have dogs. There'll be people listening to this who've like had a dog for five years. Fuck you on about me. Yeah. Fuck you, mate. Like I, I got a dog first. Like don't mm. don't be. Don't be trying to get one over on me with your dog. But you, you are the, the first in, in this circle of... Of, of getting people. a dog. Yeah, yeah. you've got in there. So I, it does just up-level the amount of time you smile and laugh. That's great. Which I think is worth... I mean, they're expensive. I've seen innumerable <laughs> benefits for you in having Dexter. Mm. Um, I've seen a few downsides as well. There are definitely downsides, week. yeah. Um, so this week he's been unwell. Which has meant I've had, to, I've had to sleep on the sofa, which has been why? Because he was waking up to shit two, three times in the night. Okay, so I'm being sick. I'm being sick, so it's more convenient to just be there. Literally, yeah. To, I'm just like I was just limit my downside. This is a it's a really big commitment. It must be. It's like the tester for um, having a kid. Exa- right? So exactly. So how how are you finding it? Because. That would be, for me, I'm especially for me as well, and any other only children that are listening will know the degree of independence and non-fuckery that you give about the rest of the world, mm-hmm. because it's just you, solo, mm-hmm. single dick out, swinging it round. Mm. How has it been having to not only be responsible for another life, but also think very carefully about what someone else's needs are? It's, uh, it's difficult. Is it? Mm. Really? Well, so, like... Like you say, so it went from, it was just me and my girlfriend living together and you just have a life that you, you don't even think about like the little things in your routine. Then suddenly this thing that's like requires constant management <laughs> and can't like, doesn't have a bank like account, doesn't have a car. He, like he can't do anything himself, can't feed himself. I have to do everything for him. And even when he wants to go out to have a piss or a shit, like either he does it in the house or I have to say, right, it's now time for, yeah. for your toilet time. Let's go do mm-hmm. something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, that and and also it's so it's it's made me real. I've been thinking this week actually. So like there was a night when both Becca and I was were, were sleeping on the sofa, and it's like we like scr- scrunched on the sofa, and it's three a.m. and Dexter wakes up and he's like barking, needs to go out, and you hang on. You're both sleeping on the sofa. Mm. You're two. I mean, yeah. Respect to Becca, but she's a long girl. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you are a long, wide human. Yep. How big's this sofa? Not big. Like not big enough. Is the dog on the sofa? No, the dog's on the floor. I think that you're taking liberties with your furniture here, mate. Okay. Like I think it, there are wide. So it's a bit like this, where there's a there's a wide bum cushion for the sofa. It's it is this shape. I should I should. Um, I mean, do you sleep at a right angle? So one of us sleeps that way. One of us sleeps that way. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> feet to feet. Head to head. To head. Feet to head. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just feels feels natural. Okay. What would you? What feet to head is the worst combination, I think. Okay. This is blown. Yes. My, this whole situation has blown me away. Well, okay. So anyway, that's that's not the that's not the story. So <laughs> sounds like that's what is. we've been doing. And so, but you wake up at three in the morning, and like neither neither of you wants to wake up and do it, but you've got to navigate that. And so, like, I can. That's that's quite testing on a relationship. <clears throat> so I can only imagine, like, that's like a week of yeah. six months we've had him. You or not that. Like how long have I him? And I suppose a dog's lifespan, it, like they grow more rapidly. Yeah, yeah. So that period of time dissipates very quickly. Mm. Maybe like, I don't know, what is it, like two years when you have a kid? Of, mm. If I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and stuff like that? Uh, you, maybe, a bit, maybe a bit less, I think, based on... It almost feels like you should, if you think about having a kid, you should be made to have the dog, dog first. Yeah. And then like, if your relationship lasts that and it goes assist. well, then... So good prep for having a kid. Improve mm. the amount of laughs and smiles in your house. It's got you out of the house more as well. The, uh, it's, the out, it's the outdoor thing for me would be a, so you, would be yeah, a huge so, so steps. Step consistently 10,000. Consistently. 10,000 is a lot of steps as mm. well. So there is in Atomic Habits <clears> by <throat> James Clear, mm-hmm. he talks about, I want to say it's strategic choices or choice, uh, crucial choices with a downstream implication. I can't mm-hmm. remember the specific term that he uses, but he talks about single purchase or single decisions which have multiple downstream benefits Mm -hmm. and the first one and this book is like the fucking bible for habit setting not read something that's so implementable in a long time very good and then the the top one is if your uh, area that you're looking to improve on is happiness buy a dog just get a dog like i mean if if james fucking clear says it yeah well so it does definitely like it's a it, it, it is a lifestyle increase, but there's just a a cost with that mm-hmm. with that increase. So, but a, a so hugely asymmetric, on, I'm going to guess. Yeah, but things like so the stuff I thought it would it would knack and relate to this is stuff like I'll never get a wrong word again. Like I'll never, you know, my mornings will be trash. Did he do it with you? So this morning he actually did do it with me. <laughs> did yeah. he? Yeah, but um, is he good at puppy dog? I bet so you. he he's. Fucking obviously brilliant, the puppy dog. Like he owns that. <laughs> That's his pose. Because downward dog, to be weirdly, he doesn't do proper downward dog because he's a puppy, right? So he does a proper, and he gets his head all the way through. And I'm like fuck, so like I, you know, I'm really my lats are so tight. Yeah. Um, but Daniel, if you are listening, Daniel, voice of Rom, um, can we have dogward, please? Dogward would be good. Split screen, fucking mint. That mm-hmm. would be good. They do do dog yoga, I think. Fuck knows what that involves, but fair enough. But so, actually, you, I have to do all that stuff. So I have to meditate, Ronald, whatever, before a certain time, before mm. he needs to be out. So it's actually created a like 
just an unavoidable. I can't get out of it. Like that's non-negotiable. So, so you've Parkinson law, time box, do morning yeah. routine. Yeah. But I suppose the one problem is that if you have a very naughty dog or one that's chaotic with its sleeping routine, mm. if it gets up at five one day, seven the next, eight the next. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are very, dogs thrive off routine. Is so that if true? You keep, if you keep a dog in a routine, especially when it's a puppy, mm. and you, you create a routine for the dog, it just, so interestingly. So you've actually had a benefit from routinizing your life yeah, because of around, the dog. Around the dog. That's great. So if you, like a lot of people, um, you have a dog and work nine to five and come home at lunch or whatever. If they then work from home in the morning, they'll find the dog just sleeps all morning because that's what it's been used to doing. Yeah. Mm. And it plays in the evening or whatever. Mm. So yeah, so um, ex- quite expensive. More expensive than I thought it was going to be. Insurance, dog food. The things add up. The other thing that is really annoying is the way that vets pricing works. So you'll be in the vets with the dog and they'll go, oh, we're just going to run test, test, test. And as you leave, the receptionist goes... That'll be £120. You're like, what? Mm. What do you mean? Like, no one mentioned. Like, I can't refund it because it's mm. happened. Yeah. So either I'm a, I'm a, in debt to you. He's or... put the AirPods in your pocket and you've yeah. walked out of the store and someone's come running out waving yeah. a receipt. Yeah. So is that is that upsells or is that you've been sold stuff without realising you've agreed to it? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. it's like, you, so in the same way, so imagine you go to a doctor mm-hmm. and you're like, my stomach hurts and they do... Test one, test two, test three, test four. And then as you leave, you get charged for all those tests. Ah, uh, you say, well, hang on, I only want test one. But at, at no point did the doctor say, I'm going to do this, this, this. It's going to be... They don't say which is uh, mandatory and which yeah. is... Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, it could be a, a spectrum of problems. I'll test for all of them, bill you for all of them. Cheers, mate. You put them in an MRI. But they need to make money. Yeah, surely you can just do... Yeah. Like, well, I suppose that's what the American system is. Like, someone you come in with a sore finger and they will do, like, a CT head and they'll... Really? Like, yeah, they'll yeah. just fully... So like, gen, gen and rather that, though, I think. Really? Well, because then the incentives are aligned. Mm. You'd wait, so you'd rather the, the the doctor like irradiates you head to toe and like <laughs> well, the, as long as there's rationale behind it. PR exam. Like obviously, like, if you're taking the piss, then that's different. <laughs> I see. But if if the incentive is, but he's what's like, to stop them taking the piss? Their time, I suppose, and also are they, they financially incentive. So they're getting paid for the time. They're like, oh, I've got a patient in. I'll just you know. I think I'm okay. I'd rather they took the piss that direction than the other. What than just being like? Like I'd rather a doctor just gets me out of the room because the 10 minutes are up. I'd rather that didn't happen. And instead I'm sent for the full, I've got a full blood panel. And... Okay. So bye dog. See you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go on to that. Oh, the vet. Um, what about you? First life. So just on the back of that as well. Uh, if you don't want to commit to a dog or if you can't afford the, the long-term cost of a dog, borrow my Excellent website where yeah. I think it's 12 pounds a year. And you just, you basically select dogs within your, like Tinder for dogs, I suppose. So mm-hmm. like you, you look at dogs within your range, within your, like your locality. Radius. You choose the gender. Choose the gender. Choose the age. Can you? Yeah. Choose you the breed. Choose the type of dog. People have little dog profile photos and you just borrow someone's dog if they're going away or if they're. Has anyone uploaded a photo of a dog with the dog filter from Snapchat on it? Because I oh, would choose that dog. Definitely. Dog, dog squad. That, that, that dog's going to have a good time. Yeah. 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 Is that where we got the uh, whippet that had psychomotor retardation <laughs> from? <laughs> that, that was a friend, but oh, I have borrowed weird. other dogs from Borrow My Doggy and they were much better. Okay. They didn't have the psychomotor retardation. <laughs> I do think that, that getting, a, getting a dog when your life is like, if you're out of the house a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is the reason I like I I've grown up with dogs, and I'm sure like a lot of people, especially young people that are listening, will think like "fuck." I I grew up with dogs. I love dogs to bits. Yeah, and it like it makes me physic like emotionally uh, writhe when I see dogs. I just want to be around them. Yeah, yeah. 
But because I have so much respect for them, and I know based on my mum and dad's treatment of our dogs, what level of activity and care dogs should have, and they can have, I'm like, I'm not going to take this dog. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect example. It's a good point, actually. It's a disservice to the dog if you're out of the house all the time. It's just Definitely. shit. Because like, yeah. the dog doesn't have the choice. It can't go and complain to someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can't go because complain to dog superiors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the proof's in the pudding. Our Rob, our Border Collie, is nearly 16. Yeah. And you're like, that's what happens when you get walked three times a day and you have a militarized food and wake <laughs> routine. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, right, life hack. So, my life hack, I've got. Mine divided into physical and digital. So uh, my first physical life hack is, this was a, a suggestion actually from a guy called Dan. Dan, this was fantastic. You've given me three. Is if you have a accident in the car or an altercation or a road rage situation. So like someone starts getting out of the car, coming towards you. <laughs> Get your phone out and film yeah. them. Instantly diffuses the situation. or Because what, what that does is, Shows a mirror to them. They're knocking at your window, trying to, like, aggravate you. And they're like, hang on. Someone's saying, I'm going to be a meme here. Yeah, they just see themselves and they're like, oh, man. What was that, um, the guy who was... You're... The, the, like, BBC man who... He was a presenter. Oh, yeah, and he got out of the car and... Got was it not really the cyclist? You're, you're going to jail. And I, I'll tell you what, you are too. Uh, oh, what was he saying? I don't know who you mean. It's like a David Attenborough type guy. Oh, oh he, got, he like lost his shit on a motorway. Uh, I've seen the one where um, the there's a cyclist coming along and the guy's in the car and he's being super, super angry and very, very threatening. Then gets out of the car and the cyclist starts cycling away and oh, the guy runs along, tries to kick him. That's poetry, that video. <laughs> video guy Dean will put the slow-mo Didn't you show me a, was it advice or someone like full di- dissected di- the video like, frame by frame? <laughs> So the, there's Weird. a bit in it where he's like, he's talking to him and he's like, are you a tank? No. Are you a car? No. You're a cyclist. So get off the one side of the road. Do you pay road tax? No. And then he's like, like, and then I saw the most beautiful phrase in the English language that I've ever witnessed. It blasts well past cellar door and any of these kind of T.S. Eliot things. It is the, the phrase, put your fucking mouth Shut. <laughs> like, because what this man has done is there is a distinct U-turn in the middle of the sentence when he realises that he's gone with the wrong phrase. But then he pauses for a moment and then thinks, I'm just going to commit to it. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's, the, it's the kick. So it's the kick, the, the slight overextension. Yeah. It needs kicks the extension there. And then it's like... Tries to put it down to our stops. Oh, tr- double, double, and it's properly stacks it, it on the face, face and shoulder into ground. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's unbelievable. Right, okay, so I'm gonna find it. While <coughs> so film, this. and that's I suppose. Get anything. your phone out. Anytime there's a fight, just film. Just start filming, and ah, uh, so it's the BBC Road. That's it. Yes, that's it. He's like, put your hands on the car and prepare to die. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. He's in the car park somewhere, isn't he? Right, so you've got a great YouTube channel. The starting of a great YouTube channel, or you've defused the fight. Yeah, there's no downside. Yeah, there that plus dash cam, million views. Yeah, it's right. So my first one is using scissors in the kitchen for everything you use a knife for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great life hack. Yeah, okay. So, the straight straight off the bat, like, if you are still cutting chicken with a knife, like, yeah. give up. 
Yeah. Like, buy a fairly okay pair of kitchen scissors. Need to be quite sharp. And you'll just, you never need to use, because chicken is out. Chicken is on your hands, both hands, usually. You're holding it. You might chop your finger. Then you've got, like, salmonella in your in your wound. And Nothing worse. Yeah, salmonella wound. Whereas you can have single hand over the um, pot, chopping away, chopping your chicken into little dicey strips or whatever it is. The same goes for vegetables. The same goes for pizza. Like, yeah. pizza with a pair of scissors. Like, just fuck. People are trying, do you know, like when the astronauts went to space and they were like, there's no gravity in space. We need to come up with a pen that'll write upside down. It's like, it's a pencil. Like, yes, mate, fucking well, go the, back the, to... The Americans invested in money in the, like, the space pen and the Russians just used a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> just to see x-ray vision through all the You used the to be able to buy the space pen. It was like, you can use it underwater and upside down. Yeah, it's amazing that that's, that that's sold so well. I guess people just want... It's a, a novelty, cool isn't pen. it? Yeah, yeah. I remember like JML or QVC or someone being like, it can write on walls and it writes upside down. Yeah. Right, no, fuck off, mate. I'll just have a pencil, please. I'll have a HB3. Thanks. Do you remember the boys' stuff, the website? That used to be a no. big. Yeah. Is that like Firebox? I they know, used to sell like BB Firebox. guns and Yeah, like yeah, Firebox. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were all over that kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, pen. scissors. I mean, is there anything that you guys use scissors for that's like. Yeah, like. You're right, kitchen stuff, because that chicken, how long does it take to try and cut chicken up? You can just go, and then you can get more accuracy, less injury risk. Less mess. The other thing as well is, and I always think this about when I go to the bathroom, and it's an odd habit of mine, but I, when I go to the bathroom, I only use left hand. Like if it's a number one, I'm like, I'm just left hand. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've grown up doing things with my right hand, holding stuff in clubs, holding a clipboard, holding a phone, doing whatever. Does that mean that I only need to wash one hand? Because I don't, but I feel like I waste it. However, mm. when I'm in the kitchen and I'm cutting chicken, you I've only wash. I've only touched chicken with one hand, but I still wash both. You're very Arab. Like so it's an Arab cultural thing to only do uh, unsanitary things with, with the, the left, left hand. That's why you shake hands really? with the right, right? Yeah. So like in, in Arab culture, if you like, if you do some, if you like touch someone with your left hand, I, I don't know, if you like try and shake hands with the hand, yeah. Isn't it something like, you, the, the germs you actually get from touching your penis, having a wee, and a smaller than like what you get from a bowl of nuts on a bar and shit oh, like that. Oh, or, the bowl of nuts on the bar is an absolute like ecosystem of. Uh, but even like that, even so, so, that, so the irony of like you go into a toilet, go to the toilet, wash your hands, and then open the door. Yeah, there's like, a, well, I mean, there's an argument that you should be protecting your penis from your hands. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, like there's more stuff that can go wrong in, into the penis than <laughs> they can stay on hands. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> this is a serious matter. Yeah, because I, oh. I've heard inklings of this. So I thought I knew I knew oh. you still had something to say because it, it does seem to me. The number of times I, I'm standing in a public toilet and I will see someone have a piss and then leave without washing their hands. You think, like, don't be such a fucking nine-year-old. At least do yeah. one. Like, how busy is your life that you don't have to, you don't have time to wash your hands? Do you know what is a... I'm, and I, I, will, I will make this argument. It is painful if you're mid-gym set and you're chalky and oh, you've got oh, yeah. optimal level of chalk on your hands but you need to eat and you're like, 
oh god to get back to this degree of dryness and chalkiness is like a it's a four minute well, job washing your hands can be can mean missing the next set yeah like well that's all grip gone yeah. doesn't matter what barber uh, you use I'm, I'm actually going to do a doubler because this one's pretty much the same okay um using a plastic bottle to get the yolk out of eggs uh with like the squeezy yeah okay have that's you seen very, that before? It's a very YouTube life. Suck it, suck it up. Yeah. Have you tried so, it? So I found weirdly that the best thing for dealing with egg is eggshell. So you know, scoop. You know, if you crack an egg into a pan yeah. and there's a bit of shell, yeah. the best thing to get that out yeah. is eggshell. Okay. Fair enough. And also, <laughs> crack the egg and I just do... Tip it between the two. Yeah, tip between the two. So, I mean... If it's it, obviously that you, doesn't, you just go and pop, and then it's to stay in the bottle. Unbelievable, man! You wouldn't. Can you do multiple? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, so you can imagine you've cracked the egg. Obviously, the one time this doesn't work is if you're frying and you're cracking it into a pan because once it starts cooking, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so you need to crack it into wherever it is that you're putting it. Squeeze the bottle. Just allow the tip to touch the top of it. Just like like release it. No. <laughs> Yeah, sucks back so, up. And then what happens with egg number two? Is it, just, it keeps on... It just doesn't... But it doesn't allow it then on the second egg, when you squeeze, does it not squeeze some of yolk one onto no, yolk so two? Ah, uh, get in. Got it. There you go. So there you go. Uh, scissors and uh, You look like egg. you're about to say something. No, no, it's no. all right. Uh, Johnny, what have you got next? <laughs> <laughs> um, Gusto... Or Hello Fresh. Okay. Mm. That's it. Do you have past a man carrying a Gusto box on the way here? Are they both the same? They're like Blue Apron in America. They're pretty, pretty similar, yeah. Right. I would say Gusto is better based on having tried both. How do you spell that? G-O-U-S-T-O. Cool. So my diet... Probably the same for both of you. Extremely bland. I know you're you both doing the slow cooker shit, aren't you? So it's maybe a bit better than mine. But extremely bland. Eat the same things every day. When Becca and I eat together, it's the same shit every time. <laughs> so this, but and we both have like the. I'd quite like to learn to cook. I'd quite like to do a bit more cooking. But and you even buy a recipe book. But like the the barrier, like you open it, you're like one clove of garlic, one bit of ginger, and you're like fuck off. Like who, who just has like ginger in the house? And maybe. You do, I don't. No. Mm. Who has like exactly the right amount of so I, curry yeah, powder? I, or... I've got a big bag of blocks of frozen ginger and frozen garlic that I just chuck one in the slow cooker, okay. when it, which is lovely. That That's a very... Okay. Because Tesco do like a sachet of like crushed garlic, but it's... Really it's, expensive. It's tiny, it's very expensive. Mm. If you go, go to like the Indian section, even in like a Morrison's or, mm-hmm. you know, Indian supermarket, you get a kilogram bag of... Garlic blocks or ginger blocks, and it's such good. So I'm, I'm actually money. amazed at how many recipes have ginger in them. Uh, There's really. so many more than you'd expect. It's a great flavour, and, and even just like sauces that you just take for granted. What actually goes into making that? You're like fucking hell! It's like mm. 15 minutes of just chopping and dicing just to make a sauce. But anyway, so you get a, you, you get a, a selection of things you can pick from at the start of the week. You pick the recipes that you like the most. They deliver. Exactly the right the right ingredients for that with recipe cards to. So does prepare. it machine learn like what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's okay. Fun. So like uh, this is for me. I love how that's the thing we've got. Yeah. About. <laughs> this for me is, is yeah. machine learn. So, like I I made a uh, chicken korma from scratch. Like I've had different types of curry that I'd never had before because you can just remove the nuts from the preparation. 
Um, I guess that's, I that's just a way for you. This is an, a convoluted way to, for you to ensure that there's no nuts in your food. Well, it is, yeah. It is. And, and also... Because I always feel bad for you that you can't have Indian food because of the... Because of that, yeah. Well, we can't, we can't go to Chow Praia, which is a crying shame because yeah. you'd love it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I would. Kill both of us. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Chris would have the time of his life. I'd be great. You'd have had oysters and be dead, and you'd have had nuts and be dead. But so, so anyone who... It works best for like two or three or four people. Okay. But if you so are... Well, you could well, still do we, it. I think with, with the portion sizes, Chris eats. Yeah, you actually. Like we, we've seen Chris put bit, away they're a not part of yogurt in a, in a saurine in about 20 th- 23 seconds. He just dips the saurine just... in the yogurt, and the yogurt's not like it's not a petit falou, it's a share <laughs> yogurt, like a kilo tub of yogurt. Carbs are good. You, like the, the meals are on average 600 to 800 calories per, per serving. Per serving, yeah. And they're normally two servings, so you could. Chris definitely... laughs in the face of yeah, 800 yeah. calories. Um, <laughs> really good. Like the stuff that. I've eaten over the past three weeks for dinner. I would never... like. What would you... If Can you pick, like, if someone's going to go... Because I'm going to guess there'll be a referral. Have you got a referral code? I bet you do. I do, yeah. Fantastic. Referral code will be below. I'm going to guess you'll get one free meal. Like, <laughs> this when is your bowl. This is my... When this is my turn. So if someone's, gonna, if someone's potentially going to go and get a gausto or whatever it is... Gusto. Gusto. Yeah. Um, what meals would you recommend? Or so what the, you had the, the difficulty is they change every week. Bastards. So, but to be honest, it's great. But there's always variations on the theme. So the... The Indian week. It's the Asian taco. Week. Well, no. So there's like, so there's always like a burrito or a, a taco one. There's always a, a burger. There's always a make your own pizza. There's always curry variations. Mm. There's like moussakas. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some Arab. Like I think the one we've just selected is like a. Um, what's the name of that? Peanut puree. Oh, peanut puree. Satay. Just chicken salad. Peanut salad and. <laughs> Peanut chicken with relish, uh, with, it's, with uh, a peanut sauce. Yeah. How much is it? Makani, chicken makani, and a one pot Mexican beef rice and beans are the two that I picked. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, the chance of you ever eating that or cooking that? Well, precisely, precisely. <clears throat> um, so, and the nice thing about it is that the cards they give you, so the recipe cards, are hole punched. So we're just going to keep the recipe cards, and then over time, you can accumulate like what Yusuf has. You, you they think like, oh, well, I need this much garlic and ginger for all these recipes you start to accumulate it mm-hmm. and they're all they've all got the macros and it's all in my fitness pal piece of piss really good that's awesome and that's G-O-U-S-T-O can you find your referral code for me uh, I'll send it to you cheers yeah. Yusuf you're up so I've got another physical one. Oh, two in a row uh, yeah bloody hell you, you guys have been physical ones as well <laughs> um, it's digital so digital digital copy. keep dental floss in the shower, you know where where you where you have all the stuff to hang the shower gels. Okay. Because flossing is one of those things that you just never get round to doing. Okay. Whereas you're not doing anything in the shower, you're just standing there getting wet and warm. So pull out a dental floss, and also it means when you spit out all the blood and stuff, it just yeah, goes off into the shower, shower drains mm. away. So we spoke to Dean St. Mark recently, that said that the largest source of systemic inflammation in the body. It's from your gums. And because most people are terrible at flossing, there's a huge low-hanging fruit with flossing. And that brings down your CRP, which is the inflammatory marker produced by your liver. And that bringing that down correlates with better body composition, better mood, lower stress, all those things. So, yeah. so fuck me. So I know, this so just, happened with me saying to him, because he was like, depression has got... I, did I just talk over you there? No. No, no. <laughs> I, just start, I just had this thought. I was like, started speaking. I was like, oh, shit. Did I just completely cling someone? Lost it. Um, so 
So I said, he was like, you, people have a, I might get this wrong, genetic predisposition to depression. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, like, if you have that, what can you do? And he said, well, you manage your inflammation. <laughs> and I was like, fine. How do you manage your inflammation? He said, well. <laughs> so, well, flossing. Floss your I was teeth. Like, Fucking hell. So you're telling me, mate, that if I just floss my teeth, I'm less likely to get depression, you say. Hey? <laughs> I hope he's not watching. <laughs> Terrible impersonation. Um, but yeah, so flossy teeth. Okay. Using the scone method. So do you, I, use, um, do you I, use mouthwash? Occasionally. Um, so for me, I've managed to get myself into the rhythm that the degree of cleanness that I'm, I'm happy with for my teeth now is mouthwash clean. So that's, you know how, I, I don't get how um, some people are able to leave the house without cleaning their teeth. Yeah. For me, there's, it's the same as walking out the house without your shoes on. I'd just be like, I'm, I'm not ready to go. Like, and there is part of me that isn't done. Mm-hmm. I'd be like walking out with no pants on or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And for me now, the bar for cleanliness for mouth has been raised up to like green, blue Listerine, which is like the hat one. Like the okay. fucking... Do you remember yeah. the original flavour Listerine? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Is that it? The hardcore yeah. one. Yeah, to change yeah. the colour. Like it used to be yellow. It was just like original oh, flavour. Really? It had no oh, flavour. Oh, it was no. just like bleach flavour. It was oh, right. Properly... Okay. No, no, this, that might oh. be a bit more old There's school. There's a purple one. I don't think they have nice. it anymore. No. Uh, you need that one, man. You want your how- fucking right. mouth to be on fire. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... They've pussified it recently, man. Honestly, they're, they're like the one in the 1990s, back in when Old Spice was like a, a scoop that you had to... Lather on. Yeah. Or just use brill cream. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone fucking requested that on a photo shoot the other day. All anyway, spice. what brill cream? Brill cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you style your hair with? And I saw on the call sheet one of the male models had requested brill cream. I was like, the fuck? come on. Who, who's invited David Beckham with us? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it's off. 20, 2019 now. Yeah. So with the dental floss thing, I knew, always knew that I should floss at the back of my mind. And admittedly, Dean St. Mart has like, fully convinced me to do that now. Mm-hmm. But even knowing that, no one needs convincing of the benefits, but it's like, it's still not something you really get around to doing it. And I had it in my drawer, out of sight, never really got around to it. Whereas now in the shower, it's like, oh, great. Have you got a particular type? Because you can get like mint dental floss. Yeah, I've got the Oral-B satin one, just because if you get a cheap one, um, it ends up like catching and fraying and then you get little bits stuck in it. So it's better to just pay like... It's, you don't you like get like it's like twenty meters or something yeah, in this little getting more forty fifty meters yeah so you may as well pay three pounds like an extra forty p or something for yeah. the, the nice one yeah. and that'll it's last minty what, like well. probably half a year something like that. yeah and if you get a minty one like obviously there will be a residual taste of the plaque that you're clearing out from in between the teeth and if you use an unflavored one then there's still going to be that mm-hmm. sense so should you uh, should you floss before you clean your teeth because I tend to clean my teeth then get in the shower. Mm. So I don't know, and I I'm going to presume that few, you you must have to floss first, then clean, then mouthwash. Clean all the, yeah. I've got a few dentist friends that are very specific about the order of this stuff because they're like, oh, but you introduce a bacteremia when you floss, and so there has to be the frequency of this, and then you you got to leave the fluoride to con- to soak into the teeth for this much time, and don't have sugar within this much time. David Breton, if you're listening. So, um, final tip for flossing: rather than like trying to fiddle around with each tooth, take a strip this long. Wrap it on How both long? fingers. Around about foot and a half. Probably, yeah. Wrap wrap it around both index fingers. Three or like four you're times. A, like you're a Turkish man about to thread someone's eyebrows. It, yeah, like you're a Turkish man or a hitman about to grot someone. <laughs> <laughs> and then start at the very back, 
both both teeth up at the top okay. and then just work through so you're doubling you're doubling your efficiency with flossing and then okay. do the back. Is it in, in and out once? A little side to side to get it in. They say don't saw. Just That'll scythe through the through the gums. I'm gonna get. Yeah. So is it is it just once in and out or a couple of times? So I just go once in and then work all the way forward and then bottom teeth all the way back. Uh, but you must have to go. You can't. Yeah. You can't get the middle one. Oh, so for the middle one, yeah. You do I don't think to. I could get floss right at the back of my teeth. I might. <laughs> see how far you can get you. No, you can't. Uh, see how far you get you. <laughs> Come on. You do. You do draw exercise. <laughs> You should be able to fit all your hand in your mouth. Three, I think three fingers you should be able to get. Three knuckles, can you? (laughs) No, not not those knuckles. Just that. What? Oh, like that? Yeah, you should get those three. Uh huh. Uh Ah. Ah. That hurt. Have you ever had cramp occur in your jaw when you try and eat a really big burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. (laughs) And you're like, like, oh, yeah. Right, okay, my turn. lump that pops out there. My turn, my turn. I'm going to stay in. I did a maths lesson at school. And I, stuck, <laughs> I had my mouth stuck open. I was like, ah, I want to get out of my door. Like, you said, stop being naughty. You know, like, ah. <laughs> and yeah, like a lump pops out there. That's, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Max. occurs in there. Yeah, it's oh, so weird. I've never had that before. If you've, had, if you've had jaw problems, get at me on social media and tell me about your jaw problems that make us feel better. I'm going to stay in the kitchen for mine. Staying in the kitchen. Okay. Today. Um, do you know the correct way to cut a cake? I'm probably doing it all wrong. I bet this is one of those things like tying your shoelaces where actually you realise all your life you've been... When you say the correct way... Mm-hmm. Or the most effective way to keep freshness. No. So you've got a cake of any shape. Uh, oh, a cake of most shapes. I'm going to guess there'll be some... Or, if it's an octagonal shape that has uh, three tetrahedrons inside of it, then actually it's more effective to go from the, the northern quarter. Um, but... Uh, so what you want to do, most people, when they get a cake, they'll cut a little wedge out, right? So you mm-hmm. go from the middle down, like classic birthday cake, right? Mother at, mother at birthday party. <laughs> wedge down, wedge out again. And then from that, the line that's been made, you'll continue to cut one wedge all the way around until the cake's gone. But you have no way of protecting the sponginess, the lovely soft sponginess inside from the air outside, which is when you then need to cling film over the top. However, if you have a cake, circular or square or whatever it might be like that, and you cut a complete line from one side right the way to the other, then you can, and then you just slide the rest of the cake together, the icing around the outside will continue to protect it, and it will still, all of the lovely soft sponginess will be hermetically sealed inside by the icing. So there's a problem that I see with that, which is <laughs> as you approach the end of the cake, you end up with the final two slices being almost exclusively icing. Fun. <laughs> Fun. So, Fun. hold on. Okay, I suppose you can look forward to that. As hold the, on, like... hold on. There's a circle cake. Yes. Right? Uh, are you cutting a line or are you cutting a piece? So you bisect, he's saying you bisect the whole cake across the diameter and yep. then you move bits in. So you're going to make two so, parallel lines, the width that you want, and then go... You end up with a really weird slice of cake. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, so I, I well, you're not. You're going to end up with a perfectly straight slice of cake. You're going to end up with it. With, uh, so you know, you know when you, sometimes you go to a, a birthday party where there's like 40 kids there. Yeah, and you end up with and a, you went like Coco's or Laser Quasar, uh, yeah, and you end up with a with a slice of cake. You're like, who the fuck's done this? Yeah. <laughs> slice instead of a wedge. Yeah. But it's something with a proper cake technique, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So actually, we were exposed to professionals from a very young age. Because occasionally you'd get a slice of cake that was really icingy. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And then you, you are right, you have you have identified that as you get more towards the crust, 
at the at the very it's very be end. A slither of cake and a big bit. Of, yeah. But I mean, who doesn't want that? Actually, are you allergic to marzipan? No, Ooh. almonds. Almonds are okay. Are almonds and walnuts are fine. So I only know that. It's a funny story. I only know that because <laughs> is it? I was sat in uni. So me, Dom, audio broadcast Gibson. <laughs> Digital. Right. We were sat playing Call of Duty on three separate TVs <laughs> on the same Wi-Fi, just preventing anybody from being able to access the, the VLE or, any, or any, anything they needed to do. And uh, I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sick of this. Drove to the co-op, picked up hazelnuts, walnuts, almonds, gave Dom the EpiPen and said, I'm going to work through these while we're playing COD if I have a reaction. Which is, I'm negligent. Oh I know. God. Got got we did almonds, did walnuts. You both, ate you ate them all. Both fine. And I ate one, then a couple more. Okay. Same with walnuts. Thought three times in a row seemed a bit a bit much. I'll not bother oh, with the hazelnuts. Like playing Russian roulette. Yeah. And uh, what would have happened had you have eaten the hazelnuts? Sorry, I don't know, but I think I've never had okay. Nutella. I think I probably have by accident. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a fitnessy thing, right? Very fitnessy. Right, Johnny, you're right. I am so fitness. Johnny, come on. Uh, I had one on there. Tip my tongue. I'm creating the show notes as we go here. I've I've life hacked the life hacks. Amazing. Three things per day, one thing per week. Give away. No. Do. Complete. And the three things per day are mini things. Yeah. So, a book called Essentialism, book called The One Thing, basically all attack the same thing, which is that... um, lack of focus, procrastination, being ineffective, et cetera, come from just trying to do too many things and being diffusely focused. So each week pick a thing, like a project that you're going to move forward or complete. And then at the start of each day, look at your to-do list and pick three things and do those three things every single day. And it sounds insanely simple, really difficult. Give me an example of three things. So that'd all be like work related for me. Mm -hmm. So it might be, send to marketing emails, um, finish off a certain piece of automation or software, write a piece of content. So it's not stuff that would be, um, it's not stuff that like you are doing all the time recurring. It's not low level tasks. It's mm. stuff that if you didn't make time to do it, it probably wouldn't get done. Do you think working that, very well for you as well. Do you think that think this, so. this works particularly well in a job where you have um, like consistent categories of tasks that come up for instance if you are someone that works in uh customer service or something like me which is very responsive Mm -hmm. if the majority of your job is conflict management or uh, problem Mm -hmm. solving so maybe not in that instance yeah i'm just trying to i'm trying to think it's for it's for stuff so something that yusuf's big on is the eisenhower matrix so anything that's in urgent not urgent but important so stuff that like Stuff that we procrastinate on, yeah, essentially. Got you, got you, got you. Got you. Um, if you make time for things like that, then it helps. Yeah. But like, if, if all of your job is just in the urgent and important category and everything has to be done now, yeah. then yeah. But I, like, certainly, I think most people in, in knowledge work, so you are producing something physical, procrastinate on shit constantly. 100%. And even students, like, pick three lectures you want to do today or yeah. pick a lecture you want to do this week and then slides you want you know like it's just it's just chunking things down and also um like there are apps you can use to track this so like todoist you can set a task goal for the day so when you've done three your three things it goes like congratulations and um but doing 
if you do it during the, during the work week and you do 15 things a week, 15 mini things and one big thing, like that's a shit ton. Mm. And most people can't look back over the past week and say, these are the 15 like relatively important things I did. Yeah. So it's just having having some direction and, and purpose with what you do. Okay. That's good. So yeah. to take off on that and to explain further on the <clears throat> on the Eisenhower matrix, it is you have a quadrant, four quadrants of urgent and important. So you have urgency and you have importance. Urgent and important, urgent and not important, important but not urgent, and not urgent, not important. So those are the four quadrants. With important and urgent, you do them right away. With important but not urgent, you'd schedule them to do them at some point in the future. With not important and urgent, you delegate. And with not important, not urgent, you just sack them off. So could you could you give a type of example of a task that might fall into each one? Yeah, so So um, urgent and important. So for who who's who's the who's the avatar here? De- uh Desk worker, desk job. Worker. Okay, so or you, just you. So whatever. So, okay, for well, for for a desk worker, you've got like urgent and important. You have a project that is due tomorrow, and it's a presentation that has to be done. You need to do it because it requires your knowledge or expertise, and it can't wait until next week. So you just you prioritize that. You do that immediately. Urgent and not important uh, might be some tasks that maybe the intern could do if you just like spent 10 minutes with them, explain what they need to do, work through some, it's like some kind of monotonous task that has to be done, but it's not really top of your priorities. So you just, you schedule in a time to speak to them and then you delegate that. For the uh, important but not urgent stuff, that might be stuff that actually progresses your career long-term. That's the danger zone, isn't it? Danger zone, (laughs) building skills. And it's stuff that it's so easy to just put it off because you think, Ah oh, well, there's no real consequence if I don't do this. Mm. At least not in the short term. But long term, if you don't, if you neglect the stuff that is important and not urgent, then your whole life starts to just trundle along and be crap. So that's the stuff you need to schedule in and dedicate time on a weekend or whatever to do. Which might be like reading, improving yourself, training, mm. or the like. Training is a very good example actually because it's uh, CPD of some sort. Yeah, okay. CPD. Like because there's no there's no consequence of not doing it. There's no immediate gain from doing it, but it builds up and creates. James Clear, a, a lot of people in that, at least that I speak to in desk jobs, the stuff that would fit into that category is exactly that sort of thing. Like, I want to learn to code, uh, or yeah. I want to take watercolor classes, or you know, like <laughs> shit that if you don't think right, I'm going to do this tonight or this you know weekend. What, do you know, what I've done that's been good for that. Coursera, have you heard of that? Uh, okay, yeah. Is that like Udemy? It's similar, similar to Udemy or Great Courses Plus, but it. It's like, so I went and I did a, a big analysis of all of this at the start of the year. I wanted to <clears throat> formalize my learning so that I was accountable to an external timeline. And they have like week by week by week um, modules that you're moving through. And if you start to fall behind, they give you emails and stuff like that. Okay. Coursera seemed to be, as far as I could see, one of the most sophisticated. Like Udemy's got some good stuff on. Great, great Courses Plus just seems to be like for people from YouTube to share f- referral links to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really look like there's that much good stuff on there. But um, course- some masterclass as well. Oh, fuck. I'm going to guess there's loads. I think there's because I nearly bought it when I was going through the cookery on Learn How to Cook. Gordon mm-hmm. Ramsay has a masterclass thing. That's oh, like, oh, yeah, really? 400 quid or something. Or- so I'm guessing Coursera is like vetted and it's been... Well, it's, it's, really issued, it's issued by actual unis, but they have the most popular... Uh, MOOC 
massive open online course right. um, in the world. The best, wow. and it's free. Wow. So it's interesting. The accountability is very important there. I think like something that George said to me the other day was that he wanted to set up some dropshipping project. And he was like, I'm not go- I, I don't want to speak to you about the specifics yet because I've not taken action. And I know that I, I'm the kind of person that gets the same hit from talking about doing something as I do from actually doing it. Mm. And so that's that's like just kind of talking about doing a thing. But if you have a, a course where it's like you need to check in with a, with a coach or you need to tick something off, then it gets rid of that and it's like you have to actually do the thing. So what's not important and not urgent? That's just stuff that... Um, that you, you maybe it, it may masquerade as uh, important, not urgent. So the development stuff, but you look at it and you think, actually, this isn't going to add much value to my life, but it's just hanging over my head. The Warren Buffett thing where he said to his pilot, what are the 25 things that you want to achieve in, in your career? And he was like, oh, it's all this stuff. And he's like, right, take number five to 25 and put all that stuff on your do not ever do under any circumstances <laughs> list. <laughs> Because he was like, all that's going to do is crowd your your thinking. And, you know, the essentialism, I'm sure he yeah, used yeah. that example of yeah, essentialism, yeah. where it's like, you just need to have a single focus. So I'm terrible with that. I've got too many things on and I'm always trying to do too much stuff. And so the Eisenhower Matrix has been a huge improvement for me. And so the Lifehack is an app called Focus Matrix, which is, it's free. There's lots of paid ones as well, but I think all you need is a free one. It's literally just like a to-do list in four quadrants, color-coded, and you can add little sub-notes into the to-do list. And it's just completely helps is, me to organize. Is that the same, same guys as BeFocus Pro? It is, yeah. So, so it ties, syncs with that. Ties so, in. Yeah, yeah, so you can buy... Good. So BeFocus Pro is a Pomodoro timer, and so you can buy the suite. And they're all like two quid each or something, so you can definitely buy all, all the lot. Yeah. And then they just sync with each other. So you can take a task, say, right, start Pomodoros on this, and then it works through and it tracks the Pomodoro's in, in, in each segment as well lovely mm. very clever so. yeah that's like oh, oh, very clever <laughs> god uh, right okay so I don't think that we've actually properly done Pomodoro's and how big of a a change it's been for me have we not no not not uh, properly I was going to do an entire one on, on like productivity <clears throat> and stuff like that I'm realising we're making so many references to things like saying pomodoro if you haven't heard of a pomodoro be like what's that yeah tomato so tomato (laughs) italian italian tomato tomato was it a normal uh so um (laughs) pomodoros pomodoros are for me have been probably the single biggest shift in work and how i schedule my time when i'm at work doing some form of work that i've ever had um like that's it's the same as I just I so I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't know why I can't understand how other people construct their working day without doing it. Mm. This is how big of a frame shift using the. I'm going to guess that it's similar for you guys now as well. Like if you were doing a, that, that's such a great metric. It's like as soon as you, when you do something and you're like, how do people live without this? Yeah. That's automatic, like, automatic automatic cars. cars. I was literally yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What like <laughs> you you put your foot to the floor. And you move your hand to choose the gear. What, like like a fucking Neanderthal? <laughs> like, I used to think... Oh, my God, churn your own butter as well. Oh God. So Paul Not Small's, the extension of that was like, because people say, oh, no, no, you know, I, I like changing my gears. It's like, well, where does that stop? Like, well, I'm going to get out and push the car or I'm going to get out and start the car manually myself. Stop or or wipe <laughs> the windscreen wipers. I'm going to make my own fuel from and crush the raw material. But, um, it's I, not manly, is it? It's, it's a feel involved <laughs> in the driving experience. 
I used to think that about oh, you're 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 a woman, you're a little girl. If you drive a, but um, but I can change gear faster than you can. <laughs> well, because well, car just does it. Yeah. Mm. There was a guy on a speed awareness course where someone <laughs> that I was on the speed awareness course, someone was like the, the instructor was was talking about what gear to choose going downhill. Going, he's like, I drive a manual car. <laughs> I drive an automatic car. He's like, well, yes, that would do it for you. It's like, what's the point of this fucking segment then? Like, there'll be at least half the people in this room will have. They should do, or they should go back and listen to Life Hacks 101. And so, Pomodoro, um, essentially, you do a 25 minute period of focused work. You take a five minute break, and then you go back to doing your work. It sounds pretty simple, and it is. You create a list of all of the things that you have to do. You then order them in order of importance and then there's one task that you're working on at one time. So it avoids the uh, multitasking uh, issue that a lot of us come up against, which is what derails you. Oh, well, I'll do a little bit of this and I'll do a little bit of that. And it's like, no, 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 no. You begin down your list of priority. You start at the top and you begin to move down. One thing that I've liked, particularly like to do is to um, use the Zyganic effect, open loop, close loop, uh, in collaboration with the Pomodoro technique, which is that when my alarm goes off to say that it's the end of 25 minutes, even if I'm partway through a word, it'll be hands off keyboard. Mm. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) fine. I will sell them. Um, One of the advantages of that is that when I come back to begin my work, you can always finish the word. You've got that open loop. So you fall back into the work. Whereas if you allow yourself to complete it, it feels like more of a bookend. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time given for it. Time boxing also makes you accountable externally to the clock. If you use BeFocus Pro, which will be linked in the show notes below, um, if you use that, there's a little timer on MacBook, which counts down from 25, which also makes you accountable. And it's just a little bit like the analogy to draw to meditation is when you return to the breath or when you realize that you've been lost in thought. Like you'll do something and it's a little red clock that's not that distracting, but it's distracting enough for if you're not doing the task that you're supposed to be doing for you, you think, oh, yep. fuck, like I've got 16 minutes left. And you do like those little periods. Um, you can tie this in with uh, Professor Ewan Lawson from episode 17, his 20-20-20 rule. So every 20 minutes for 20 seconds, look at something that's 20 feet away, which helps to reset the uh, ocular muscles so that you don't get too much eye strain. Um, it's also good for if you have stretching that you need to do throughout the day, like little bits of exercises, it ensures, like if you get in a good enough routine with it, you can have, oh, well, I'm going to have my water consumption externally accountable to my Pomodoros, my stretching is accountable to my Pomodoros. If you charge your AirPods when you're doing your Pomodoros, you'll never run out of AirPod charge. Mm. Like there's so many different things that you can do. Um, and Be Focus, uh, the, yeah, Be Focus Pro has the timer for 15 or uh, 25 on, then five off. And then for me, I've got every four, a 15 minute break during my Pomodoro uh, uh, break time, which means that you can go, uh, that for me is also externally accountable. Every 15 minute one for me is a walk that I know takes 10 minutes. Plus I've got two minutes to put my shoes on, take them off and come back in have a glass of water. And the shift is, it's nothing short of global, like in terms of my... I think the reason that, you know, you're saying like, how do people manage their day otherwise? I honestly think that... um, so I, I worked in a coffee shop with a friend who works in, uh, he works as an accountant in a, in a business. <clears throat> and I said to him, like, 
I used to do. I used to work at KPMG with him. We used to revise. So you worked in the coffee shop. You mean you would work? We were both on in a the coffee shop. In the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Making espresso. Doing pomodoros. Tell you what you do, mate. Oh no, I want a pomodoro. Yeah. Um, Five minute break. So we used to do. We used to revise together for professional exams. We used to revise in pomodoros. Um, and so when he was working with me, we were doing pomodoros together. And after two pomodoros, he said to me, "That is the most." uninterrupted work I've done for as long as I can remember because he's constantly getting people asking him stuff or questions and I think the way the average person gets through a work day is they're in an office and it's very very disrupted environment and there's mm-hmm. very little intense work and I, I find that so weird to think back to that's how I used to work but Bizarre. like for me like eight pomodoros of work or 12 pomodoros of work in a day is a lot of work Yeah. but to do less than that most people do like two or three I'm like well how do you get by with that? But that, that's how. Mm. It's just, you can't have that. It was hard, hard to have that structure. It is bizarre to think that most office structures, especially when you've got, like we've got a couple of friends who work in kind of like new, <coughs> new wave Gen Y offices that are all open plan with like cool sound systems and this, that and the other. AstroTurf on the walls. Yeah. And, and yeah. All, all that I think is, all that, all that I think is put me in the quietest, smallest cubicle. Take me to a cabin. With yeah, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, like, and that's like, what put yeah. me lock lock me in there, and then for the five minutes during my thing, mm. give me a yoga mat and give me some other people. Hey man, how's it going? Oh, here's a dog. Here's like loads of stimulus. <laughs> mm. Like great, and then I'm like, well, they're all waiting at the, the edge oh, just straight outside, <laughs> <it's like, laughs> yeah. and then back in. So I think the way the offices should be managed is in the Pomodoro, the rhythm. So the the, the five breaks and then a fifteen five breaks then lunch. We need to talk about this for the Cal Newport. Um, deep work review where, yes. where he because he slates open plan offices mm. for just like the fact that yeah there's been open plan there's a movement towards instant messaging and everything's just completely degrading the sense what's, of what's insulting focus. as well is when there's a culture that those people work late and yeah like there is zero respect for anybody's time in this set, set up like so true you take you, you, you and they wouldn't need to work late work. if it wasn't for so everyone for, should just at the start of the day set out like these are the tasks I'm going to do and once then, I've done them, once I've done them, I can go home. And then you should be leave me alone. While you should, you should be punished if you if you are either under providing tasks or not completing the tasks you've set, and rewarded if you're more productive than other people. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, what is anybody doing? Well, it's this. It, the, Just pro- like staring at one shit. Of, and, one, one of the main problems with this is that you need to be able, and this is why you have pay bands, right? And unfortunately, there's a there's like I don't know what the particular mind uh, experiment would be, but it'll be similar to kind of like the prisoner's dilemma mm-hmm. where you've got, there'll be some people that'll do less and get dragged along and there's some <clears> people <throat> that'll do more and they will drag the others. But both of those people are on the same pay band. Mm-hmm. Essentially everyone should be on, as far as I'm concerned, everyone that's a knowledge worker should be on performance-based pay. And you're like, right, okay, if you can get your work done in this time and if someone says, I work better from home, allow them to work from home. Yeah. Well, this is or part of it. the four-hour work week idea of you convince your boss that if you can take a couple of days to work from home and then you outperform your, your other days when you're working from home, you can then say, well, look, look at my look at my numbers. I've been performing better on Thursday when I was off mm-hmm. and working from home. So can I, and you were saying that the, the incentives are so misaligned at, at KPMG because you finish the, you finish the tasks for the day and then you're just given more stuff. Like your reward yeah. for completing the work. Well, so the, the, given the, the nine to five model is like, if you've done your work by three, you'll just be given more work. Mm. So and that that's work that may have been allocated to someone else who's had a really unproductive day. So you're just you're punished for being productive. 
But the, the biggest criticism I hear for this stuff is, yeah, but my job involves management or there's meetings and I need to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff could still be more outcome focused than it is. So uh, I'm perfect avatar for that. Like mm, a lot yeah. of my stuff's response. I mean, yeah. requiring... Well, a, you are literally just managing people, aren't you? Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, all the time. But even with that, like I'll sit down with the lads and the boys have got, the boys are doing Pomodoros now. So they're doing their uni recruitment and uh, the um, revision and all that sort of stuff in mm. in Pomodoros, which is awesome. Um, definitely one thing, and I d- I'm going to guess that you guys will stick to it, but I still stick to David Allen's two-minute rule, even when doing Pomodoros. Mm-hmm. So if a task takes a long, I've extended mine to like three minutes. Mm-hmm. If a task is going to take less than three minutes to complete, complete it there and there. And even if I'm in a Pomodoro, I'll do it. Like, because I'm like, oh God, like if I try and slot this in, like where the fuck does it go? So a nice way to take that. And it, so if you're, the, the the rule, if you follow like Francesco Cicerello's like- The um, original Pomodoro. Is you, you yeah. protect the Pomodoro. That is Sacred. the most important thing. Like you do not interrupt a Pomodoro to do something else. Mm. So you note those things down. Something I find is really nice way to start the day is you have a list of like really easy- two-minute tasks and the first part of the day is just like do, 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 do and then like by half oh, eight so you do put them in a Pomodoro yeah, yeah. And then, so what, if the what if they're urgent well you have to just be an adult I suppose mm. and just make it make assessments but like well take your break do the tasks before your next Pomodoro begins mm. and then so you've delayed the next Pomodoro starting but the risk mm. is you get sucked in like you start a two-minute task quite often I'll start a task that I think will take two minutes and, and then Two hours later, you're like, ah. Oh, so I, I have one that's that's related to this. So I'll yeah. do mine. So, um, all within the Pomodoro. So I feel like I've been. I must have been doing it for like at least five years in different t- different areas, like revision and, and other stuff. So the, I think the, the best skill I think it allows you to to create is you look at a to do list. So like I think what I do is I'll look at my to do list and look at my day and think. I'm going to do these 10 things today. And it gets to like half three and I've done two of the 10 things. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm such a twat. Like, mm-hmm. I'm having such an unproductive day. And I'll maybe do four and just really be really annoyed at myself. But like the reality is between when you start work and when you finish work, there's a, there's a certain amount of, of focus time that you can spend. Mm-hmm. And like there are hours, but you need to take breaks to maintain that focus. So yeah. you look at that to-do list and you say, right, today I'm going to do, I have time to do 10 Pomodoros. So this task, how many Pomodoros is that going to take me? Three. All right, that one's going to take me two. I was going to take, right, that's my day filled. And then you have a way to actually assess at the end. Like, I thought that was going to take me three. It took me four, right? Or that, that I thought that was going to take me two, it took me one. <coughs> so actually you get better at looking at that's a, that's a task. And that's how I'm going to That's a three-pom task. Yeah. Oh, that's two-pom. And you just see things as, oh, that's four Pomodoros, two Pomodoros. So, uh, so I've started doing that in my focus matrix. Right, so now, look at them and say... So in, in my focus matrix tasks, I have square brackets with three or mm-hmm. two or whatever after the task so mm-hmm. that I know... Because then you just build your day. And then you can you can build a day plan just out of Pomodoros. Yeah. And then you've got a, a map for the but day. You might have some tasks that are like 15 so, Pomodoros or whatever. And there's no better feeling than doing a three Pomodoro task and two Pomodoros. Oh. Just because you're, you're ahead. <laughs> What's that? That's that nice <laughs> little tile. So, yeah, if I press, I have a tile in my wallet. You know the thing that the GPS tracking thing. Yeah, and it only goes off during podcasts. If I press on my wallet, which is here, yeah, with my elbow, it has a feature that allows me to find my wallet. Okay, by squeezing it. So that's what that was. 
It allows you to find your wallet by squeezing it. it squeezing the wallet. Squeeze it. I wouldn't need to squeeze it. It's annoying. It was good initially, but it's annoying now. One of the first criticisms or one of the first arguments that Darren had. So my business partner is the perfect avatar for someone who is genetically predisposed to be a fantastic businessman. Incredibly shrewd and like he 80-20 is my 80-20 from this. Um, So he just doesn't subscribe to the vast majority of the stuff. But some of the things like the trackpad speed and the automatic car and a few of the bits he's kind Mm -hmm. of trickled down. Um, But the first criticism he had was, well, that means out of every half an hour I'm losing five minutes. I'm like, You'd lose more if you tried to work all the way through. Yeah, I mean, again, it's... It's simply a lack of perspective. It's like someone who does five three one and thinks they don't need a deload. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. You're um, absolutely wrong, and you'll be. Because if I kept five three one, like the system will prove you wrong eventually when it crushes you. That is such. And, and, a... and Pomodoro is exactly the same thing. Like you get you're, you're twenty five minutes in your day, and you think, oh, I'm done. I don't need to have a deload. No, no, no. I'll not take it. Suddenly, it's an hour later. You've lost all structure. You're on YouTube. You don't know why. So just take the fucking break. Like follow the structure. The, 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 like the an- analogy of like, oh, I'm fucking hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so correct. <laughs> Have you ever done it where you're like, I feel mint. Like the command, shift, command shift uh, S, command shift B, which is like skip this current break intervals, Begin, start this okay. current work I love interval. that you're on the keyboard shortcuts for it. Yeah. It makes me so happy. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck this. Watch <laughs> me go double up. Like, <laughs> and then you fail, don't you? Every fucking time. <laughs> Yeah. So another mini hack is <laughs> I have been doing. So we've mentioned Anton Creel on this course quite on this on this podcast quite a few times. So he has a very thorough course to learn how to trade. So I look at that and think, right, this okay. is there are there are twenty eight modules here. So each of them's probably an hour. Like that's okay. That's <laughs> a lot of content. Of like, it's not like. So this is how you get motivated, and this is like okay. So we'll hedge out the alpha with the beta. Like fucking hell, like this is this is a degree basically. So all I do is when my Pomodoro break starts, I like my AirPods are still in. Stop my music, change tab, play, start the Anton video, and I like get up and like make sure I'm away from my desk. But that allows me to do an hour of of a course I'm trying to do, and I don't even notice it. Mm. So within my breaks, and it. it it's not quite, I can't do it all day because it is quite cognitively demanding, but it's very different to what I've been doing. Yeah. So it feels it's like... enough of a frame shift. You, to you come like. back to the work and you're like, oh, I was doing this. And you, especially when it's interesting as well. I don't think I'd be able to do that each time. See, probably maybe for the first four or five of the day, yeah. get it done, but, and then... Run out of gas. Cat video. It's mad, like when you, when you actually, like I have to have phone down, but my, my workplace environment design now is quite good. So it's like phones away or phones in another room. And I'm controlling like wirelessly through mm. AirPods. You've got to treat yourself like a child, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what. That's exactly. Have you got cold turkey? I don't need it. I don't need it for that my laptop. Sounds like someone who needs cold turkey. <laughs> I don't need it for my laptop. That's um, like you know, I don't have an alcohol problem. Has that been <laughs> one of our life hacks before? Yeah, cold we've, we've done. We have we've done it. Right so now. the other thing I do at the start of a Pomodoro, you have a different setup, but I just do click the little. And what even is it? The little timer thing. The little logo for cold turkey. Oh, oh it's like turkey. Oh, it's a turkey. Click the turkey. <laughs> start start block. WhatsApp and iMessage, 25 minutes. Email, 25 minutes. And then I, and then it goes, 
Bidding. When I try and press them, is it the number of times I go to like open iMessage reflectively or go and open email? Yeah, it's so brutal. Like, it's, look how fickle it, you are. You it, it, it may as well be like you pick up your phone, and <laughs> you just Maybe. don't realize. Like, my default, if something's a bit hard, I was like, oh, just check email. And before I know it, I know what's happened. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's, you've been electrocuted, right? Yeah. Yusuf, what have you got? Now, this is one volunteered from Benny, who is the wonderful audio man who does all of the, um, the podcasts for us, uh, and also our, our good friend as well. So he has said, life hacks tip. Now, the reason I'm prefacing with the fact that it's him that suggested this is that this <laughs> scares the hell out of me as a life hack. Okay. Life hack tip, Chrome extension tab wrangler. It'll, alter, it'll auto-close tabs that are open after a period of defined inactivity. Essentially, use it or lose it, stop procrastinating with tabs as a to-do list. That is fantastic. It really scares me. That makes me, that makes my willy want to go so inside. So why, so, so what's, what, talk me through your objection. Sometimes I have tabs open as permanent reference. I know I should set up like an Alfred shortcut maybe for it, but... Why don't you just have them as, as, as an Evernote file? Sometimes they're like wiki websites or whatever where you need, like, so the BMJ website is to... I, I always have my Chrome always has, first one is to-do list, which is on a cloud document, which I, I know you guys will hate, but that's a separate, <laughs> that's a se- separate point. And then the second, the second one is the shared um, ad spends uh, Google Drive file. This comes right. from us over-engineering Google to make it use it as apps that it's not designed for. Yeah. And I know it, it probably, you might be listening and thinking, oh, that just sounds like a bunch of excuses, guys. Mm. Like, just suck it up. And, oh, you, no, you, 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 so. I think more people will be listening and thinking, <laughs> what the fuck are they on about? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so bothered about saving five minutes per day? Why are you so bothered about yeah. having a cloud-based, like, ad spend but sheet? Stuff that you, stuff that you what you don't understand... <laughs> person who's watching is that this is everything to us okay but it's also everything to them they just don't realise it it is it's like when you this say this is so, why you need to listen to life hacks every, everyone has a bodybuilding goal they just don't realise it <laughs> this is exactly the same thing yeah that, that's a real bugbear for me everyone does have you might oh I'm not interested in bodybuilding yes, yes you, you are, are. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be less fat and you want more muscle just because you don't want to be Ronnie Coleman doesn't mean that you don't have. You don't want to be Ronnie goals. Coleman now. So, so Ronald yeah. was right when he said. Ronald, everybody want to be a bodybuilder. Nobody want to lift any heavy ass weight. Exactly they don't. Never I mean, has there been a more true statement. Ron, Ron shouldn't have lifted the heavy ass weight either, should he? He you watched the Netflix thing. Yeah. So. You watched it? No. Oh man, it's, it's just a bit sense. harrowing. Yeah, well, he's he's like he can barely walk and stuff. It's like, oh, it's quite yeah. sad. Actually, he's on the top end uh, dose of those real big dick. Uh, painkillers the oxys oh really yeah he's on like the thir- is it 30s or 40s mm-hmm. of them like three times a day now but he's, okay. he's just immensely positive and about he's the whole thing. still training Woo! yeah he's, <laughs> he's yeah. still going into that fucking whatever it is powerhouse gym or whatever it's called he just does tricep extensions and shit really yeah does like uh, feet up bench press he can't his back I can't think his uh, people think he's a big caricature but I think he operates operated and still operates at a very high level oh he's a very smart guy yeah but all that like who the fuck is about a double 700 pound squat he's going like (laughs) woo (laughs) puts on a yellow banana (laughs) and does walking lunges down a road just for like when you're still not taking it seriously when you're doubling a 700 pound a 300 kilo squat plus it's brilliant and it's still just a joke to you yeah what's yours it's 800 pounds 
Solid ass pun. Solid, <laughs> solid, solid ass pun. Solid what, ass what was what was your one just then? Mine was uh, the Tab Wrangler. Tab Wrangler. Tab Wrangler. I for anyone else who is running a podcast that has life hacks on, a life hack for your life hacks podcast is to do show notes while you while you're doing this. Yeah. Um oh what else? So we've already spoken about this, but I want to bring it up again and I'm gonna enjoy doing this as well. I think we need to revisit some of them later down the road because we're getting new viewers. I bet there's ones from Life Hacks One that we need to look back oh, on. Oh, do we definitely do? And this is one that I've recently fallen in love with, and it's yours, Flume. So oh yes, Chris. It's just if you if you need to use Instagram, you shouldn't be using it on your phone. My argument to our boys is, and I, I gave them a sit down about productivity the other day in the office, and I said, essentially, if your phone is out while you're at work, you're not doing work. And if you're not doing work while you're at work, you might as well be at home. So if you get your phone out, just go home. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can use iMessage on your laptop, WhatsApp, web, Facebook, Twitter, and with Flume, like the, the one, the last bastion, of why I need to get my phone out was that because it's like you're not mate don't fucking bullshit me you're not doing work on Snapchat mm. like so so it's just a, a very nice interface for Instagram on your laptop you can post if you pay like five pounds for the pro version you can even post photos with all of the editing filters and all the rest of the stuff I have no idea because it's fucking not certified by mm. Instagram but all of your credentials are held securely. You can have multiple accounts to log into. Because it used to be that the, the problem with these Instagram apps is that you could only view and you couldn't post from yeah. a laptop. Flume does allow you to... You can just drag photos in from your finder. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is schedule, but there are other apps that you can do for that. But this allows you yeah, to schedule... To, sorry, to post out photos, videos, all of the functions... Of do like comments, select, reply to DMs, find people... The, um, the frame, you know, when you post a video and yeah. you select the like the, sh- the still frame, you can yeah. do all that. Literally, it's 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 the only thing that you can't do, and they they do need to sort it. Is it doesn't have what it classes as support for temporary messages, uh, support for uh, temporary disappearing messages, i.e., anything on stories. So you can't upload to your story, view stories, or respond. See. Uh, replies which are responses to yours or other people's stories and for me that probably constitutes about 30 to 50 percent of my instagram dms mm. like you put your stories up throughout the day and you get responses to that, that. is frustrating and it you won't just get like a message that says unsupported unsupported but- which which is a little bit annoying but for instance if you need to like one of the underrated tools that people who have big followings on instagram should use is essentially like direct marketing or below the line marketing to their followers because all of them have given you access to their inbox. But the reason that you wouldn't do it is it's so so fucking arduous to go through, to navigate through. You're on the app, you're swiping back and forth. It's an Instagram message because you'd be like, oh, I've got, a, I've got a fat thumb and I've got to try and... Like- open it up and this, that and the other. But with this, you can just have, especially if you've got Alfred and you've got a big fat clipboard, open up a bunch of conversations, go through, hey man, like... So I've got a, a list of people that I know have particular interests i've got a buddy called ben who's in america so whenever i have a, po- a podcast that's about physics that i need to put out so i can just navigate to him here's a link i've got it all pre-saved in there and the keyboard shortcuts within the app as well yes just command five six whatever for yeah. notifications so another thing that you can well. do which is unbelievable for flume as well which i wish you could do for the actual real instagram app is you can get rid of the different areas um so i've got rid of my news feed so you can actually get rid of oh, that particular you? thing from it. So there's no newsfeed tab. There's no discover tab. So you just um, have messages. Search and- messages and my profile. 
free across the bottom. Uh, I didn't know you can do that. So it's just no browsing. There's no like explore. There's no discover. There's no um, newsfeed, and it's just, just the productive stuff. Just, just my like, shit. Have you used Incoming. the repost as well? So you can right click on someone else's photo. Yeah, it's got an internal. It? It's got an internal uh, repost function, so you don't even need that. But yeah, Flume. It I will, maintains the original quality. It copies the caption over. It's just like it's yeah. so. It's just the opposite to what most people use Instagram for, isn't it? That's true. I suppose you have to be an Instagram like. You have to try and be building a brand, I suppose, for this yeah. stuff to matter. Because most people are on Instagram to consume it. But you, I mean, if you're on Instagram to consume, as well, you're so that, also on this channel, that right? leads me to. My life hack. It's amazing. I suppose, ironically, they're using Instagram more mindfully than we are because they're just enjoying Instagram for the purpose of Instagram. They don't know that they're so, in the fucking matrix, <laughs> do they? Like, you are wasting your life. They're getting the inherent enjoyment from it. So, Cal Newport, who's written Deep Work, which we're about to review, just written a book called Digital Minimalism. So, I think the three, arguably four, three books that everybody should read are Atomic Habits, Deep Work, and this. So... Deep work is the ability to focus deeply on a, on a task, which is he calls like the, the, the superpower, the of, the superpower of this generation. Yeah. And then building habits that last James Clear's book is incredible for that. And then the stuff that gets in the way of that is the Ding. one notification. And Cal Newport has then applied the same, a very similar framework to basically auditing your digital life. So the book, I mean, I, I'm about halfway through, he basically talks about um, evaluating <coughs> what is it you're trying to achieve with a piece of software or an app. Is that the best way to achieve that outcome? So like people say, oh, um, I like Facebook because I get to see my cousin's baby photos. Mm. Replace that with call your cousin once a month and the, the connection will be better, etc. The, the, et have a better relationship with your cousin. Yeah. yeah. So don't like these platforms are designed to suck you in, keep you there, get you to... to stay on that screen mm-hmm. so don't don't give them that unless it's absolutely worth it and go through a 30 day digital detox and then evaluate what you missed and why it's supposed to and know then the add things back in strategically well. oh, like I am because a lot of people will say like oh well I've used Facebook and it's fine like I don't see the big problem yeah. if you get rescue time and just run it for a month don't look at it until the end of the month and mm-hmm. then look back and see how much time you've absolutely pissed away on and Facebook screen time on your phone as well then you're like, oh, so here's an it interesting, makes you feel sick. An interesting oh. thing I did used to do with my laptop, I don't do it anymore actually, is I would total... So in the Pomodoro book, he recommends track your Pomodoros and yeah. like a log. So I did it when I initially started them and I would compare time on rescue time, which is screen time in a week, to Pomodoro time. Hmm. So how much time... And it was like 10... 50, 50. No, no, it was, it was like 10 plus hours across a week. Yeah. And I'm just like on my laptop. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Like I could watch five films. But is that not in times time like in between Pomodoros and a little bit of it? Is that, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah there's going to be that. a number of there's going to be an hour a day. Oh no, actually, no. I tracked a po- I classed a Pomodoro as thirty minutes. Uh, okay, that's very clever. So that's so that's just so I see two Pomodoros as an hour of work. Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, um that digital minim- that minimalism. Word. So um, frightening, scary. Yeah. Most people won't do it. That's the thing. How how um ruthless because Cal Newport is like you don't need to be on social media to build a brand you don't need to be like I've seen is it a TED talk that he gave mm-hmm. where he's like about how and these are the common reasons as to why people say that they can't get off social media mm. and I'm like fucking hell Cal it like, pre- it's like it presses your buttons 50 it? Cal like <laughs> <Yeah>. headshot because <laughs> he, he uses an example of a guy who's like trying to build his like 
he's he's a guitarist. He's trying to build his brand on social media, and just lists reasons as to why like it's not the happening. guy's excuses. Yeah, even Anton Creel right has a section where he's like, get rid of your smartphone. I don't care what your reasons are. Just get rid of your smartphone. I use a Nokia eighty two ten, and it's it does excellent. SMS. It stores fifty numbers and SMS. But he tweets a lot, so he has his wife manages Instagram. Yeah, his wife he tweets mother, a lot though. He but he tweets. So his rule is: um, does he write them on a bit of paper or something? schedule? Like, do all of your work on Facebook, Twitter once a week. Schedule it. Impossible. You think he's doing for it for you? It's impossible. I think. For him, it's impossible. You think he's uploading stuff live? He's quote. He's quote tweeting stuff that's occurred within maybe 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 he's violating his own rule. I, he, he must be like because he's too responsive, right? Online, like he can't schedule a quote tweet from up, something. It is. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it is possible. He does have a media team, so it is possible that they're doing uh, that because he has a guy who manages, manages all his, of his in, it, it, it is unequivocally in his tone. In it, okay, we've we've, we've rumbled him. Yeah. But then, I don't know. Like, it seems to me, especially, like, there's that quote, um, no one is ever too busy to tell you how busy they are. It's like, no one is ever, so few people are too digitally minimal to not care about being on Twitter. Like, Naval Ravikant, like, bro, Mm. you are, without a doubt, one of the biggest dicks that I've ever seen in my life. Spend a lot of time on Twitter still, though, don't you? So Twitter just doesn't interest me at all. Me neither. Uh, it's and what George McGill who'll be dick swinging. Yeah, George McGill who'll be listening is is he's leveraging off this, right? Like he's leveraging off this hyper aphorism like 360 character life fucking advice stuff that's going on. And like for the people that like to consume that then cool, but I've got a couple of problems with it. First one is there's no context. And mm. it's like fucking why does an inspirational quote not change your life? And it's like well because time under tension. Mm-hmm. Like cuz it matters. And then the other thing is it, it the the dick measuring thing or the dick swinging thing. Like it just becomes everything so pithy. <laughs> and it's like, it, you can just tweet stuff that doesn't have to be like, change you, better than you. And this is, like, you know, I, change your world. And like, it, it, mate, like Twitter was, well, I mean, it's an innovative way to use a platform. I, far, I just far rather like listen to those people in a long form, long form podcast or like buy their book or like mm-hmm. you were saying the other day that, Books are the the value you get from a book for like five quid, seven quid. It's absolutely incredible. It's it's a person's life work, and they've spent years editing and writing it out and formulating their ideas. They should be like a hundred quid. And then you read a tweet that's just been bashed out, or like a yeah, Yeah. you know, it's just it's so gets read by twenty five thousand people. It's crazy. And the 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 thing I I suppose that you don't that certainly before we started using these things for business that you don't see as a user (laughs) is that the way the platforms work is. It, 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 it encourages a race to the bottom with clickbait. Yeah. To, for people oh, to get yeah. seen on the feed. So, so Tristan Harris was saying, Tristan was saying mm-hmm. how the emotion of outrage is algorithmically the most successful thing yeah, yeah. for. So, um, you, well, it's the, the, the second, the, the only thing which comes second to it is like hyper agreement. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you end up either with things which superbly support your view. Which is why I like, violate yeah. them. So like the, the anti-vaxxer groups become these crazy circle jerks of like, you know, someone, someone posted, I, I think I'm asking you guys a screenshot. Someone said, oh, like I've, I've been diagnosed with sepsis and like, I'm critically ill. What, what should I do? I don't want to take antibiotics. And someone was commenting me like, oh yeah, just take high, high dose vitamin C and you'll be, it's like, that is 
fatal advice that you just <laughs> because you're in you've this echo- killed your friends yeah but because you're in this echo chamber of like oh yeah screw antibiotics that's just big pharma trying it's so you end up with these like pockets of people that are just hyper agreeing with each other and it becomes there was something of a, a woman did you send it to me with the kids a woman whose kid had a meningitis or something yeah I didn't get him vaccinated and he's got the disease what, what, do, what I do I do yeah fuck off it's so it's like so don't, don't build up this argument and then backtrack the, the, doctor, fix it. the doctor I was working with yesterday said that she was on a plane and someone um, had basically a sudden onset severe pain in the in the like lower chest upper upper stomach area which could be a number of things that are obviously quite 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 dangerous and severe she went over to attend to the patient and she felt this person just like standing behind her and she was like no no I you, you need to uh, you need to get some chilies. He needs to get some chilies for it. And she was like, "I'm sorry, what?" She said, "I'm a herbalist. Um, he needs chilies because." Uh, she was like, <laughs> "Okay, oh this guy's got a bleed in his stomach potentially, and you want to give him chilies." Also, we're on a plane. Like, where do you expect, <laughs> like, do you want to go to the kitchen and ask for some chilies? Like, go away. Like, I, you know, I appreciate you wanting to help, but yeah. so Brian Brian to- Cox said that in his presentation, someone said like, I can't remember the, the question. It was something like, do you think there's a downside to science or something? And he went, yeah, I mean, if you misinterpret things, and for example, you know, you think vaccines are bad or something like that, then then yes, that is bad. But I just thought, like, the way that he just, just, just not even giving it time of day. Like, it's not even, have you listened to him? be careful. Have you listened to him on Joe Rogan? No, I want to, man. He's, yeah. He is, I'd forgotten how much of a motherfucker he is. Mm. And you don't, because you presume that, like, fucking Carlo Ravelli or some of these more kind of backroom physicists uh, uh, and like you, you discredit Neil deGrasse Tyson just because of how like prolific he is mm-hmm. you presume like you think Bear Grylls isn't hard you're like no Bear Grylls would fuck you up yeah like because he's so mainstream yeah and you forget like I, that's the equivalent of being the best in your field the mm-hmm. equivalent of being the cream of the crop and yeah maybe like if you niche down within to one area of bears like like survivalism he might not be as good or fucking hook <laughs> building he might not be as good as this guy or you know particle physics or mm-hmm. like whatever like astrobiology um, what's his face might not be quite so good but like if you want to take a fucking broad spectrum view he's got like it's a cosmic sized schlong Literally, isn't it yeah. yeah the thing that's, that was mental about it was it's Friday night and there's a stadium, or not a stadium, a, a, an arena full of people listening to a physicist explain space-time. And, like, as I was leaving, so, like, I, I'm sat, there's a moment where, you, where I realise, like, this is not going to be a relaxing night, like, two hours. And you go from this to, like, right, better pay attention here. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, like, this is not Roll simple. the coaster on. And it's lovely that it still exists on a large scale and it's not become a kind of well, fringe it's, it's just bizarre. I look around and you think... All these people are here to listen to Sold that out. <laughs> explain space time, and like I find that really interesting. But I, I, I can't believe I that I'm that there's enough of you the to... majority. And then as you're leaving, you hear people go, "Well, I didn't understand any of that." <laughs> but uh, they're, they're still like, "Wow, they're still trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what the so fuck is I, going? <laughs> the, the the Brian Cox thing makes a little bit more sense to me than the Peterson, Sam Harris, Eric Weinstein thing. So, like, mm. how many people were there? Ten thousand, twenty thousand? No, well, I don't know. Five thousand. I don't know. What, that, I feel like you're the per, sort of person that. Well, yeah, but I can't. I don't know how many. I don't know how many stands were open. I don't know how far he'd taken the. Yeah, if, if there's anyone I trust to look at a crowd of people, and be like, I could tell you. I could <laughs> yeah, tell you, but I don't know how much. So anyway, so it was. It was about. It was, it was a little way off the end, 
and there was seating all the way up and in the centre. Right. So was he at the very, very end of the Metro Radio Arena? No. no. Right. Halfway? A little bit past halfway, I'd say. Right. Okay. So that'll Two be. Thirds. Okay. So that'll be probably the same as that for Cirque du Soleil, which would be like. Oh, which you got pulled up onto the stage I for. got made to go up on stage and dressed up as a woman, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you? Yeah, in front of a few thousand people. So I reckon there's maybe, let's say that there's 5,000 people at his show. Might be more. Might actually be closer. We'll pay 50 quid. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, that, but that's crazy. But when me and George went to go see Jordan Peterson, like, I, I get Brian Cox just a little bit more. Well, he's on TV. He's, he's been on mainstream, he's yeah. been on mainstream TV. There's a big audiovisual element to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a it's glorified cool. roller yeah, coaster. yeah. yeah. Jordan Peterson was him, just him and his, and his massive fucking spindly <laughs> fingers, just talking about archetypes and cooling everyone in the crowd. <laughs> his fan hands. And how many people were there? Three thousand, between two and three thousand, and all eagerly wanting to. Have speak you heard to Jordan him. Peterson break down his income? No. Where is it? Is it on YouTube? So there's a video where he gets interviewed by a French reporter. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? And the He's French a bit reporter, of a dick, actually. Yeah. Reporter. yeah, yeah well, trying to trigger him a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, he, the French reporter asks him to expose his finances. <laughs> You're like, okay. I will. <laughs> sure. Um, he's got pretty big business for what I assume is a, like him and maybe one or two other people. Well, a future, future author and suite and uh, under So I think he's making like, he's basically making a million quid a year off Patreon. Yeah. Well, not um, anymore. Not anymore, but at the time of the video he was. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he went through uh, book sales and events and stuff like that. Terrifying. It's big numbers, like, much bigger than I was expecting. So the fu- the funny thing about that, and Joe Rogan alludes to it all the time, is that he says, like, the left fucked with the wrong person. <laughs> like, if you were going to pick someone to, fuck, to not fuck with, mm. it would be Jordan Peterson. Like, okay, we're going to just, like, poke this frog. And see what happens. They picked the venomous one, didn't they? And you're like, oh my god, Sticking this frog, this frog's turned into probably what's he worth now? Maybe like 10, tw- 20 mil, probably yeah. more. Obviously, and it wouldn't have happened unless the initial. Oh, it was like, well, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, and you're just watching him grow into this huge, fucking towering, monster. like yeah, monster. It's, it's grown fangs, yeah. and he can fly. This leviathan comes out over the top of you. Fire he's got these huge fingers, these spindly fucking fingers, and he's waving yeah. them around. And you're like, oh my god, now he's rich. Oh shit, now he's left, <laughs> now he's left Patreon. And you're like, when he starts up his own version left of subscribe, because his dick's too big. And yeah, it's just like when he, when he's when on his shoulder, him and Sam Harris are going to start up their own version of subscribe star or Patreon, like. When that happens, they're going to be taking a percentage of everyone that moves over there and everyone fucking loves them. So this is something that Garrett White, who I imagine will not have been on yet. He will have probably been on. Maybe, maybe. So something that he spoke spoke about with regards to like trying to get a message to people. It's like people try and do charity events and things like that. But like what really makes a difference is the bloke with 10 million quid. (laughs) <laughs> and, and like you just can't argue with that because like you can do whatever you want and like Until pack, pack bags at Morrison's but if there's a bloke with 10 million quid who wants to get a message out he's going to win every single day and so as Jordan Peterson progressively gets richer it's going to be harder and harder to shut him up if to he fight starts putting paid traffic behind stuff it's or just, oh just the stuff he can do like, can you imagine can you imagine if Jordan starts <laughs> using click funnels just Ross pulls the big red lever <laughs> with Russell Brunson going like <laughs> God help us all. Okay, but he he's also he loves a fight, doesn't he? So like when that interview with the French reporter, like the French reporter gives him a bit of shit, and he just 
shuts him down. You just think, oh yeah, yeah, don't poke the bear. So he said he says this really this really interesting thing. I think it was on Joe Rogan again as well, where he was talking about um, how he he's happy to have the fight, but he his natural proclivity isn't to that. And he says it takes him a couple of days to recover. So he wow. spoke specifically about the GQ interview right. with the woman, which was like Kathy Newman got sent away, um, trained for a while, like <laughs> came back with a 220 deadlift and and um, and, and like the, she had notes with her and they didn't give him a, a microphone. It's for GQ. Microaggression. She just didn't realise that it was like Yuri Belkin meets Tom Martin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was UFC one all over again. Right. And um so he had that and he's referring to that and he goes, um, it took me like two days to kind of recover from that because the, and you are right. Like he's able to keep his cool to a degree that like, I've never ever seen anyone, like even Sam Harris lost his shit. Like he, he, he does it. He's just been very conscious of the fact that he lost his shit. Yeah. Right? Uh, he'll watch himself. Have you heard the, have you heard the story? I'm just segueing massively here, but have you heard the story about when Sam Harris ended up getting, um, like two articles came out about him at the same time. It was like two hit pieces. He was on holiday in Hawaii. No. Oh, and his, he was with his family. Yeah, he was with his family and he just torpedoes his own holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Completely really? torpedoed. So he'd had this exchange. Watching back, himself torpedo his own holiday. He'd had this exchange back and forth with Ezra Klein from Vox and um, he'd had this thing. Oh, and so then, I remember him tearing apart Ezra Klein on the podcast later with them the, the, yeah. so they sat down and had this podcast head turn he's like Ezra 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 like please in the interests of everybody's sanity that's listening and blah, like the way he goes on and uh but he'd basically his idea was I'm on holiday this has really annoyed me fuck what do I do I also like my wife's here like so I'm gonna get in the doghouse if I keep on doing this which is nice to know that Sam Harris still like has to suffer with stuff like that mm. um, being in the doghouse yeah you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. Sam fucking mundane, Harris mundane stuff like, yeah. um, but, can't meditate without that can you mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not enough mindfulness yeah to get yourself off the fucking sofa tonight um, so yeah and he's he's saying that his, his solution was to just publish the email exchange so it had this big email exchange big long one just like scroll screenshot scroll screenshot scroll screenshot like just went <laughs> and just published that but didn't really like double check how it looked and because there wasn't any context behind that that made him look even worse and then he just like tweet phone down face down like on the table came back to it a couple of hours later and like all hell had broken loose <laughs> um and you're like fuck it's just it's nice to know that people like everyone has to deal it's with it's so weird that you can it. set all hell going loose just by like typing yeah. something on your phone and also all hell hasn't broken loose it's just different things happening on the screen yeah true if you take a very sensory view of it it's mm. like yeah. it's all just listen fine. Sam like, so was that your digital your, minimalism digital minimalism Digi- yeah, yeah. yeah mine is an app called so you guys are going to hate this but it's called Spotify <laughs> so <laughs> even VXD <laughs> is, is shaking his head do you need a cushion I think I'm just going to have to go. <laughs> so, guys, what Spotify does is if you have... This is even set off Johnny's tile. Um, if you have Spotify free and you hate the really intrusive, quite loud adverts, like the, the volume on... Chris do, you mean that, do, you mean that, do you mean their earning? Their earning potential. Yeah. Chris has, like, had to relax write it and write it in yeah. the thing. 
So normally the, it's music and then it's like, hey, welcome to the And then it's back to the music again. You're like, that's just blowing my head off. What Spotify does is it just detects when an advert's coming and just mutes Spotify for 30 seconds. So it doesn't speed up the way that you play the music. It just gives you 30 seconds. It doesn't allow you to play songs within playlists without it being on random. No, you can. So on the desktop version. <laughs> so this Spotify is a desktop app. You get full function Spotify apart from being able to play at the same time on multiple devices and... You can't. You we, we get can cut it out. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, a silent. I think that we'll do. I'll do one more, and then we'll do a it's quick fire round. Cool. Okay. It's fine. Uh, There's no okay. iPhone equivalent. No. So you're not listening to Spotify on your iPhone. I don't really use it on phone. Would you listen to in the gym? Um, podcasts or just my own music? <laughs> do you not? Some, or like some, you used to going like I'm a little tea. But sure. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, so, Philips Sunrise Lamp. Banger. Mm-hmm. Absolute fucking game changer. Mm. Uh, so, especially if you are from the UK and you don't get an awful lot of sunlight, you'll know that seasonal affective disorder, SAD, is a, a, a real thing. Like, I, I definitely feel better in the summer and worse in the winter. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons for that is your natural circadian rhythm gets thrown off due to melatonin production. That is dictated by the amount of light exposure that you get. Uh, a solution to that are these uh, like indoor sun lamps that you can get that are measured in lumens and they match the particular tone uh, of sunlight outside and you expose yourself to it for a particular amount of time. Sunrise lamps aren't bright enough even this one which is like the biggest stick one that you can get it's not bright enough for that to make a real difference but for me it's it's enough to kind of make me think that it's going to help so the main thing is it's the same as a radio alarm clock that you would have normally but it's got a bright as fuck light which is a similar hue to what you will get on daylight that comes on before the sound goes off so it means that you are able to wake up due to light as opposed to due to sound. It then also can fire out like nature sounds or whatever it is at the end of it. But for me, like it's the same as people that don't work in Pomodoros. Like if you're waking up to sound now, I'm like, what is this? Like the mm. fucking 1800s. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. Why don't you just like go and get someone to ring a bell at the local <laughs> church tower outside of your window? Yeah. Like, so you set it away for a particular time and it will slowly begin to increase the intensity of the light over a half an hour period before you wake up. And what that'll also do is play around with your cortisol level on a morning and also your melatonin release in an effort to ready your body to be awake, uh, as opposed to sometimes, especially if, you, if you're if you not using like sleep cycle, which will use your sleep waves to then also try and time things in. If you're not using either of these, you're potentially in the middle of deep sleep and just getting like Ragged wrenched yeah. out of it which is not a nice feeling. There'll be some days when you will wake up and you'll be like, oh my God, like, if you feel drunk. Yeah. You try and wake up. Um, yeah, whereas... Agonising sometimes. like The pain that you get yeah, up on waking. Like, yeah. I think just, it's hard to turn that around as well. Like, I don't think I ever have like a, a productive morning or day if I've woken up feeling like that. Shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Philips Sunrise Lamp. There's also, there's a number of other settings that you can use for it. It's got a, a sunset setting, which is quite nice. So again, when you go to bed, you can press 10 minutes and it will go down from its uh, current brightness to zero. It's got a couple of other things as well where it's got a very, very uh, low light way of displaying the time 
at night. And I know this sounds so like finickety, but you don't realize just how much light like a normal LCD clock will actually give off. Like if it's a fucking red one, like, you know, one of those, like your mum and dad will have one. And you're like, it's, this is, this is brighter than it is during the day. Mm. Like if it's all red, you feel like you're in a Tom Clancy movie. You know, someone's going to like rainbow six your door in and like come in with a fucking laser gun. Um, <laughs> so it's like, um, so yeah, the, the, that's really low. I've now taken this to another, another level of, of uh, anal and have got a second sunrise mm. lamp of a different brand over the far side of the room. Nice. Um, reason for that is that I, my New Year's resolution <laughs> is no phone in my bedroom. My, you're an idiot if you just have, it's like an asymmetric risk if you only have one alarm clock. I needed a second alarm clock, but I couldn't use my phone. I also, I also <laughs> couldn't use one, which... So you literally bought another alarm clock. But the thing is as well, I couldn't buy another Philips Sunrise lamp <laughs> because if the power goes off, then I'm fucked still. So what I've got is, and it's only about 30 quid. It's if you don't have a hundred and like 20 quid to spend on a Philips Sunrise lamp, this will be a moderately adequate alternative. Um, it's just a, a cheaper version of it. But the crucial thing this has is you put three AAA batteries in and if the power gets killed, so it'll kick in on that. That's cool. So I'm like, got a backup power I've got a backup thing, which I mean, like I, <clears throat> the other thing as well is like, I wake up at the time when I tell myself to wake up. Like, the only thing that I'll miss, like, if the power went off in the house, all that would happen is my, my, miss my morning routine. Like, it's very rare that I have to get up for anything other than my desire to wake up. The, the best insurance against against that is to just wake up at the same time every day. Because eventually, like, now, now I wake up pretty much every day before any alarm goes off. And you get day. predictably tired at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I well. dream for the day when that's going to be the case. But for me, that's not happening. So we're now doing quick fire. Quick fire rounds. So, so mine feeds off that, which is... Nice. I'm on second stint of no caffeine, but now I think I'm just going to make it permanent. Really? Bloody hell, Johnny. I'll explain. So the first time I did it was a 30-day challenge. My girlfriend said, I bet you can't go for 30 days without coffee. I said, fuck you, yes, I can. So I went for 30 days without without coffee, without coffee at all. So that included decaf coffee. Mm. I just really like coffee, so I found that very difficult. Tried lots of different teas. Nothing was that great. This time, so then slowly slipped back into, you start with one coffee, then you're like, oh, let's have another one. <laughs> and you're back to four coffees, so you're like, back to where I started. So start of this year, I was like, first of January, New Year, New Me, I'll just stop having coffee, see what happens. Stop having caffeine. So I've now, I've had caffeine on three occasions. All of them have been pre-workout and on all those sessions I've hit a big PB. <laughs> so I think like... Very large PB as yeah, well. Yeah, so for the first time... um ever I think apart from like maybe the first pre-workout I ever had I'm experiencing the performance enhancing benefits of caffeine okay and on a daily basis can you talk through the PBs because I think okay so (laughs) so um the way it happened was I was going to train slightly later than normal it's big squat session um thought I'm feeling a bit tired I'll just have I'll have a coffee side an espresso single espresso got into training squat 200 200 goes down, 200 fires back up again. And I was like, what the fuck just happened there like that? Wasn't expecting it. 200 on the bar, same thing happened. 230, same thing. 240 was like the same speed 220 would normally be. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. 220 back on the bar. I was meant to do a set of five, did four. And I thought, I'm just going to hit a PB here. So 220 for six was a PB, hit seven, probably had another two or three in the tank. 
And I was like, this, this is, this is ridiculous. So I was like, it'll be a one-off. A couple of days go by, same thing happens with bench. So like, right, caffeine again, same thing. Deadlift, same thing. So like, okay, caffeine's a very powerful thing. <laughs> so on a, on a daily basis now, I'll just have decaf coffee and I don't, honestly don't notice any change. Other what than decaf coffee are you drinking? So quite particular with this. So <coughs> Usburn coffee, if you live in, you probably get it anywhere, I suppose. But their decaf coffee is genuinely nice, as is the stuff you can buy in a Starbucks. So Starbucks decaf coffee. So you're not making anything at home? Yeah. I grind grind the beans, make it with an Usburn AeroPress. coffee company. What, is it just normal decaf? Just or? the beans. So the, I've got a big kilo bag of the beans. It's they, they, they only ages. do one... Just a couple of beans. Just a couple of beans. A couple of beans. Scoop, just, they just scoop, deep, scoop so yeah, they've got they've got like twelve caffeinated variations and then decaf. One. Right, okay. Yeah. So you know I was wondering yeah. what to do. I think that's the same with most first Foot brands. Scoop the bean. Foot to scoop the bean. Right, okay. So decaf coffee. At the same time I've also gone sober, but that's another conversation. Another conversation. Another so yeah, but that was your influence. I'm, no I'm amazed that you so so you are you still gonna have it pre training? I think I'll probably use it strategically for big okay. sessions or like competitions and stuff like that. How did you I'm sleep blown away post coffee? So that so that was what I was leading on from, from that, like the, for me, I realized that, or only realized after giving coffee up, that caffeine up, that consistent wake times are really difficult with caffeine. Cause you don't, so to be clear, like I was the person telling you stuff who's pathetic Perfect for, not, avatar. for not having caffeine and always used to think that it, it wasn't making any difference, but you don't realize how much of a difference it's making until you remove it. It's so it. annoying. I really wish it didn't last that long I wish there was a naloxone for caffeine like an antidote to just, just get rid of it neuter it yeah, uh, but I've, I've found so my caffeine usage tends to be once a day mm. uh, first thing in the morning mostly because I like it and also I do I do feel like I need that kick I also train in the morning as well um, but I genuinely like on a night time now like my eyes are drooping that's um, what you want and it, I think podcast did with Dr. Greg Potter he his advice and he fucking knows what he's talking about if you have nine hours before, like that should be your bottom end mm. of, of where, where you're prepared to take it. I mean, I'm sure that there will still be some sort of effects downstream if you have one at 6am and you go to bed at 9pm at night. But I'm going to hope that you'll probably be able to mitigate more yeah. stuff. There. It's, it's always mm. just dose dependent, I think, as well. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, and I think, I think the standard office work is having a lot of caffeine. Anyone who's having caffeine after 5pm, like Darren... We'll we'll go out for dinner, yeah, and then Darren will have a nutter. coffee. We'll have it after a restaurant meal. It I, it completely boggles me. I've so never so Ben this. has a theory that so he will do that and doesn't feel anything, doesn't affect his sleep, mm-hmm. and isn't that asked about coffee? And he thinks that so his girlfriend is like me, loves coffee, and couldn't <laughs> couldn't get to sleep. So he mm-hmm. thinks there's just people who are really responsive, people who aren't responsive. Mm-hmm. But I, my is, response is that that's still having an impact. But on you. the people drunk. who say subjectively, I don't feel. Like uh, there's much difference, but you also don't feel the amount, the percentage of REM sleep that you're getting. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he might be able to get to sleep, and so yeah, he doesn't feel like from his mind. There's no. There's you, also, no you don't necessarily feel dietary fat or sugar or protein, so, but it's it's still there. Oh yeah, it's, exactly. It's, and it was only when I started drinking coffee that I started to fall asleep during. So like I reintroduced I saying, it yeah. last year. I had just a couple, and I started falling asleep during the day. And I I never fall asleep during the day normally, mm. and it was just because. The knock-on effect of the reduced sleep quality that night <laughs> cascaded down, yeah. yeah. Especially but, this time of year. So you're well, maybe linked to your video about vitamin D and caffeine when there's no sunlight and how that can become a, mm. a negative spiral. I, th- I think just, j- 
just try it, I suppose. If you yeah. drink a lot of coffee, the first week is hellish. Well, if you do Johnny's yeah. decafing protocol, yeah. that, which is on our Instagram, have a look, then... That is how to just make it seamless. You don't even notice it's happening. Yeah, It is. Or you can rip the band-aid off and go so, Navy SEAL mode. So yeah. speaking of seamless, um, I am... <laughs> um, no fat. My life hack is cut a tennis ball in half... Right. And it's, I, I was just joking about no fat, but um, <laughs> if you have a door that often hits the wall, makes a hole in the plaster, cut a tennis ball in half, super glue it to the wall. Looks like a nice little abstract bit of art on your wall, so that's that's one good thing. And also, the door will bounce <laughs> off the tennis ball and <laughs> door stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can install a doorstop, but like the, the heavy the heavy brass things that you stick in the floor. No, I was thinking more like, like a wedge. Well, just any doorstop that's built for that. You, are you not going to remove the paint on your wall? This is for my front door. So yeah, so I just I just think that there will be a lot of people who are very particular about how they've decorated the house. Mm-hmm. It's and always a conversation piece. Oh, it looks funny there. Oh, I get it. That's so clever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. I, I'm. My, my I'm given the choice. A bit zany. It is given life. given the choice between hole in the wall and half tennis ball on the wall. That that's what it was. So I I, I covered up an existing hole in the wall as well. Oh uh, right. Well, I mean, so, no brainer. Yeah. yeah. I just thought. Fine. For the scoop the beans with. For the scoop the beans with. <laughs> Can we link that clip? Video man, Dean will make it work. We have it here, Dean. Foot to scoop the beans with? Foot Dean's scoop. like, oh, guys, man. What do you want me to do? Just leave all this stuff. All right. Um, right. Can't sell any petrol. <laughs> uh, the new Alan Partridge is coming out soon, and we're we're all very excited, oh, aren't we? Oh, God. Uh, okay, so, so my, my final one is, as a gentleman, uh, treat yourself with a sit-down wee. Oh yes. Okay. I just I I think it's an underused. You're not worried about your winky touching the the toilet itself inside of the bowl, mm. uh, especially on my toilet. I know that my toilet's very clean. Very well, hot. It gets, it gets hot cleansed every time. <laughs> so, the uh, the previous owners of this house, when they had the downstairs toilet fitted, they plumbed the cistern of the downstairs toilet into the hot water, not into the cold. And it, it it gets pretty clean. Steamy in the winter. Yeah, there is steam coming I think it'd probably be quite nice, actually. It's pretty nice, pretty warm. Very Does it affect your... Yeah. <laughs> Does it affect your bills? I suppose you don't know, do you? Fuck no. You've never, you've never not had it, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't flush that much. It's a small... Do you know what I mean? It's like a, a small amount of water. Mm. Um, but yeah, sit down wee. Like, especially, you know, I guess as a girl, like if you're having a stand-up wee... Have a sit-down poo. But you're not having a stand-up poo, i.e. death right. I've seen a guy take a stand-up poo. Can you poo a stand-up, stand-up poo? Yeah, it was, he's what, a, in full extension? He's mental. He, he's he got two really large testicles because he always gets them out. Is it that um, guy that calls it the brain? No, but... The, right. <laughs> he... I was at a... I, I had a party at my house and when I left my room, he slipped into my bed naked and was like, oh, mate, you get me a can of coke? Like, no, get out of my bed. <laughs> Stop being naked. And um, he... Is just always like doing. He's a bit of an exhibitionist, yeah. yeah. Like there was a house viewing, and like students coming in to view his house, and he was sat in his room, masturbating. I think knowingly, like it, I mean, this is quite makes him sound like a real <laughs> offender. Offender, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so publicly masturbating, and he had a stand-up poo. 
Yeah, you have the sound of poo. That was what it was. Yeah. So <laughs> sit, sit down. We especially, especially as well. You know, like if you wake up, I don't know whether you you guys get this going on from the sleep thing. You know, when you wake up at like five a.m. or like four a.m. No, five a.m. or four a.m. <laughs> Dean was thinking it. <laughs> Stop thinking about erections. Bloody hell. Um, five a.m. or four a.m. and you don't want to show your um, allow yourself to pass the upper threshold of wakefulness because if you do if you start to like deploy too much cognitive power mm. to move around so you like yeah. kid yourself and you're like oh like slop on the yeah, toilet yeah, yeah. this is 100% like, the top benefit of sit down wheeze yes yeah. absolutely because you can just sit and you're like ah oh, at least it's going in mm-hmm. you, you, like, can, you can sit head and hands or rest on your knees yeah, <laughs> yeah. not everyone's got not everyone's got the mobility that you do man the life, life problems it's, just, such, it's, it's such a sad image like, <laughs> sit head in hands and contemplate your own mortality a while naked, you're having a, a sit down a Arab head in hands <laughs> just having yeah. a wee completely done it again stop it stop it with a completely hairless hairless arsehole yeah oh someone uh, someone piped up actually we've got uh, to finish off we've got a, a one that was submitted in the comments oh. uh, called me and Daniel Sloss amateurs for saying that we have to work ourselves up to shave our arseholes uh, right. and said uh, boys, you're are absolute amateurs. Veet sensitive. Really? <laughs> like just veet the full thing washes off. So the- I thought it was going to go down the route of like just go straight in. With what? Well, you you were saying is he he was implying? You said you have to work yourself up to it. Work yourself up to like the bravery to put a shaver down there. Yeah, mm. I'm saying so. I thought he was going to say, like, oh, oh, I just I just fuck off. Pack around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The only so I suppose the thing with using Veet, like a hair removal cream versus waxing, it's estrogen. No, no, it's, <laughs> everything. Everything's got estrogen in, doesn't it? it? I'm sure it does. It, it's just the like one is the temporary solution, whereas waxing is like permanently weakening the follicles until right. eventually you don't have to shave. What is going on? What is that? Why is it so it's loud? Tile. I think this is a life fail. It yeah. is a life fail. <laughs> it's fucking shit. It's definitely Who bought you it? It'll you didn't buy it for yourself. No, it was a Christmas present. A year, a year and a bit ago. Was it? Yeah, I knew it was. Someone's I knew like, oh, it. See, I knew it was. Johnny, you like life. It's the sort of thing I do you? need, but but since then, annoyingly, I've established a very consistent routine with where I put my wallet. I, so here's a here's a good point for a, a little bit of a life fail. I came in once, like I always have the same routine when I come in into the kitchen. Bag goes down here. Open the door. Bag goes down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everything has its place. It's just idiosyncratic now. Don't think about it. Once. Came into the living room, lost my keys for half a day. <laughs> diverted, diverted oh, one man. choice. Came into the living room to say hi to to, to Lewis, and I was like, "What the fuck has it's happened?" His keys are just taken care of by automatic behaviour, and that's derailed. That's it. Fucked. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget comment thank below you. with your favourite life hacks. We will give you potentially. £150 worth from the Protein Works. Thanks to the Protein Works for sponsoring this episode. We will be back very, very soon with an awful lot of different things. Links to everything will be in the show notes below. And also, if there's any referral codes and things like that, we'll try and find them. Any discounts will be in there as well. Share the episodes, like the episode, subscribe. Okay, bye then. Bye.